Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family, we chose this one. This is episode 192, Fast 5, Lap 9. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two, and this episode is brought to you by Alves Jacob Law Firm. Alves Jacob Law Firm, Brazilian lawyer in Rio de Janeiro, San Paulo, and whole country of Brazil since 1997. Shout out to, if you need a lawyer in Brazil, call Alves Jacob. Well, shout out to Alves Jacob, and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. After the break, we'll be joined by Juhi Kimani, who we met. We'll talk about how we how I met her. We met her through a different podcast. Uh, we'll be talking about Fast Five. We got some exciting things before that, though. But Joe, extracurricular activities, what have you been up to since we last spoke? Um, I have a whole bunch of stuff that I've been up to. Go for and it. I told you some of it. I, I hid some of it from you that I'm sure that you found out anyways. Well, keep in mind, I don't check social media, so I probably don't know it. Maybe not then. Rachel always wanted a projector for outside, so we bought a projector that was pretty cheap on Amazon that we put on the back deck um, right above the hot tub. You know where that is. Nobody else knows where that is, but there was a hot tub at my house when I bought it, so there's a hot tub on the back deck. And um, we put the screen right over that, and then um, we like set it up just to try it, and we were like, "This is awesome!" So we bought a, like a mount from Amazon for like ten bucks to mount it, and we mounted it to the top of the deck, and it like shines down, and it is awesome. So we were watching a lot of TV outside in the hot tub at night. So what do you have like hooked up to that? Like a fire stick? Yeah, I also bought a fire stick and threw a fire stick in it. So yes. And then what's just, the speaker situation out there? The projector itself has like a really small speaker in it that is like pretty quiet so it's not right. like like speakers yeah but um you know so there is no speakers we're just using the projector speakers because like it's also at night and like my house isn't that far away from other houses so and we're never watching like anything super serious it's a lot of like fucking love island at nine o'clock outside so okay okay so it's like you know it doesn't really need that much volume and like uh the speaker is actually pretty decent it's not too bad for like where it is and like where it sits like you can still hear. We've been doing lots of that the past week. We finally caved and watched Ted Lasso. Good. Very good. Did you like it? It was incredible. So good. So wholesome. So funny. Like, pretty much every episode, I laughed and cried The like at some point in the episode. Like, there's always something, like, super heartwarming that makes you, like, tear up. And yep. uh, it's just morally great. It's just super wholesome. And, you know... Uh, my one buddy was like, I love that show. It makes me feel like I need to be a better person myself all the time. And that's a great way to describe it. Did you hear about the story that came out a week or two ago? Maybe either, I think it was last week um, on Uproxx about Jason Sudeikis. That it was basically like Jason Sudeikis is essentially Ted Lasso in real life. No, I've, I've heard that. I didn't read the story, but I've heard that in other like posts and stuff like that. But I don't know any examples. I would suggest going to the thing, but basically he was doing a press tour for this movie, Kodachrome, which is about him dealing with the loss of, like his, his father is dying. And so uh, it's just, you know, a heavy drama, but like apparently I haven't seen the movie, but it's very good. And Sadikus is great in it. And he's doing a press tour. And this guy from who now writes for Up Rocks interviewed him. And his dad had like just died, like with it, like a couple months before. And so he was like, this movie really hit me. And he went through all this thing. And then like after the interview, and like he talked about it, like the guy talked about it in the interview with Sudeikis about like how much the movie meant to him and whatever. And yeah. then after the movie was over, 
or after the interview was over, uh, you know, like the next day, Sudeikis emailed him like this long email about like just getting through it and like just being <sighs> like how much it means. And like, I just it's I, I don't want to cheapen the email by, by yeah. spoiling the email, but read the email. And so this guy was just like, I, you know, I, I wasn't sure if I should share this or not, but like. You know, he's just such a good guy, and I asked him if I could, and he's like, this is your story, this isn't my story, if you want to share, go ahead and share it, and so he posted the email on Uproxx, so if you search Uproxx, Jason Sudeikis, Ted Lasso, it's like the first thing that comes up, so just check that out, because it's just like, the, the character rings truly, I think, because the portrayal is so true, because Sudeikis is just seemingly like a, a great dude. It was everything we wanted. We blew through it pretty quick. We um, instantly told, you know, like we forcefully told some of our friends that they should watch it. Everybody else agreed. So uh, that's my pitch. You know, well, I've been, I've been on the bandwagon I know. for that's seven I months say. now. I think I, I, was, I was even relatively late to it. But I watched it in January. Uh, season two this Friday as we record. So now out today for anybody listening, wherever you're listening, season two, at least the first, I don't know if it's the whole uh, season. I think it might just be one episode, maybe the first on Apple TV, but uh Season two starts today, Friday the 23rd, so exactly. as this comes out to patrons, so go check it out. Yeah, Joey's been on the train for a while, but that's also my thumbs up pitch to it. Um, I don't think you can say anything bad about that show. It's no, just it's wonderful. Wholesome. It's just too wholesome. Like, there's just nothing bad to say about it, so. It's not necessarily the funniest show. Like, for a comedy, it's not necessarily the funniest, no. but, like, it's it's funny, and it's heartwarming, and it, it seems, I don't know soccer as well as I as well as other people do, but like it seems to get soccer right. It does. It does. I I watch a lot of Premier League. Rachel was laughing because like she knew all the because the premise is that he is an American fo- college football coach that goes and uh, coaches a Premier League soccer team in England. And um, Rachel knew like a bunch of the teams that they were playing right and stuff like that. So she was laughing. But like you learn either the first or second episode that he gets hired only because the owner thinks he's going to fail. Like it's kind yes. of like a major league, the movie major league situation. Yeah, and exactly. And she wants to embarrass her ex-husband who was the owner. She got the team in the divorce or whatever. And she wants them to lose to get relegated to the lower league. To and, hurt her you know, husband. To fuck yes. with him. Yeah. Apple TV. Check it out. Anything else you've been up to? Um, no, that's about it. Those are, like, the two big things. Um, I've been doing lots of other, like, little dumb shit, but, like, I'll let you guys know later <laughs> when it's done. <laughs> weather this way, it has not been as bad here as it has been in New England for a while, but, like, the weather last, this past weekend screwed some things up, but, uh, Mr. Mike Manzi, the Mike's there, the resident historian himself, came down on oh, cool. Saturday. He and I recorded an Elvis podcast at Vivo Pod Vegas about the movie Flaming Star. Um, oh, which somebody's going to be mad musical. about that on Instagram, Flaming Star. I know. I thought about that. <laughs> the only So here, okay, so as a quick refresher, the this woman got mad at us on Instagram because I said, I used the tagline from the last movie, G.I. Blues, where like Elvis was the gay singing sensation. She's like, how dare you call Elvis gay? And I'm like... <laughs> Lady, it's the tagline. So the only tagline for this movie is in all capital letters, choose, exclamation point, between your white father and your Kiowa mother. And I was like, oh, no, this is going to be real racist. But like, it's not like Elvis (laughs) in the movie is the son of a white man and a native, a Kiowa, which is a real tribe. Yeah. uh, A Kiowa woman. It's about like the looming conflict between these two groups of people and it's not a musical like there's two songs there's the theme song the title song that goes over the opening credits and then elvis sings a song four minutes in and then there's no more elvis music and it's just like this really gritty kind of bloody violent western that tarantino apparently loves but yeah like this is mike and i were like whoa okay 
wild. Okay. Not so we record a podcast about that. So that's out now. Then we saw the new Nicolas Cage movie, Pig, P-I-G, Pig. Which I've heard is great by everyone. It's great. He's great. It's kind of Ted Lasso-y in that, like, the message is, like, kind of, like, live your life. Like, I, I, I don't. I won't. I won't spoil the movie. Okay. Uh, it's in theaters now, which is cool. It's Cage's return to theaters, but that we recorded an episode about that after we got back from the movies and saw that. Nice. So that's out now too, and then you know the weather on Sunday kind of goofed things up. But so here is a twofer that is going to not make me look good, but I'm. I'm also. I'm. I'm not hiding the fact that I'm not very handy around the house. So what'd you do? Saturday. Bud? So my toilet was whistling, and so I Ooh. Google. It, and it's like, oh, you need to replace it, the valve or whatever. Like it's an easy fix. Yeah. Um, so I go to Home Depot, buy the part. It's like thirteen bucks. I'm like, cool, I can do this. And it says in the box, quick fix, five minutes. I was like, yeah, it's probably not for me. But you know, I, I, I didn't. I wasn't fearing it, right? Good. So good. that's confidence is a big thing to go into yes. with this. So you turn okay. off the water, you drain the back, you drain the tank, yep. you take yep. this thing out, you put the new thing in, whatever. Yep. It's like to adjust the water level in the bowl or the tank, use the screw, like there's like a plastic screw. Yep. Like there's a diagram. Like this is also the best instruction manual I've ever used. Like yep. <laughs> people shit an Ikea for like making it like hard to follow. And like no. you buy a lot of things on Amazon where just like they're like Chinese companies that like don't really care. Like they're just like, yes, you, yeah. you bought the thing, good luck. This is, like, the most helpful thing. It's like, yep. you need even more help? Go to our website. Here's a video. Yep. So this this thing is extremely clear. It's, like, even – it even has, like, arrows, like, turn it this way to turn off the water. It's, like, I, I know that. Like, that's one thing I do know. <laughs> but, like, thank you. So, like, it's, like, use the screw to adjust the level. You turn this one part of the screw. You turn yep. this other part, like, to do the whatever. And I'm, like, there's no screw. I don't know if this is the right part. and But I'm, like, I also don't know if I'm just not handy enough. No, to you're fine. Do this. It was missing it, right? And so I go to Home Depot while it's storming, and I go to the same aisle, and I open another box, same identical box, and it's like a similar part, but a different part, and the right part. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I wasn't wrong. No, you I weren't. just had the wrong thing. Someone else either, like, either the manufacturer screwed up, or someone goofed at Home Depot, or a customer screwed up, or whatever. Yeah, a customer comes in and just steals the piece that they need exactly. because they fucked up theirs. So yep, it, exactly. it was like a new piece, but it was yep. just not, like, it wasn't like a dirty use thing, but it was it's not the right thing. So yep. I bring it home, and I get it set up, and I'm like, okay, cool, fine, easy. But while that's happening... The power, so like that's kind of a win for me. I'm like, oh, I, I should have been more confident that, but like, I fixed the toilet and it wasn't, didn't take very long, whatever. Good but job. while yeah. I'm doing that, this is where it gets dumb. Uh, the power surges and my air conditioner dies, and I'm like, no, fuck, like that's because you know I don't have central air, but I have this like big split. You have a split, split thing, yeah. yes. Yeah. And I'm like, I go down to the basement and the breaker had flipped. And so I'm like, I turn it off, turn it on, whatever, and it doesn't work. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. And so I call my parents. I'm like, I think my air conditioning fried. They're like, here's our electrician. Call this guy. He might charge more to come out on the weekend, or maybe he'll come out on Monday, whatever. Was there this a is reset on the plug? No, no, no. It's not, because I don't know where the plug is. It's all in the wall. Okay. But, like, okay. I go outside. I go down the breaker box. I'm looking at the thing. I'm, like, I took the the thing, like, the, the shell off the AC, and I'm like, I have exhausted my extent of, like, what I can ri- rightfully possibly fix. Okay. So this guy's not answering. I text him. He's like, oh, I'm out of the country, but text, you know, here's this other guy. He yeah, works for buddy. me, whatever. Yeah. So, yes. So the guy comes on Monday, and I go down to the base. And, like, he comes over. So this is actually a side story. So I I don't remember if I had said on here, but, like, 
I had uh, ADT come out last week to swap out my alarm system, and he and I were talking about this guy and I were talking about Fast and Furious for a while. And That's he right. loved the yeah. he loved the franchise, didn't like nine, he loves the first one, whatever. We're talking about that. So yeah. this guy walks in and he sees the doormat that you bought me, the Nicolas Cage doormat, and he sees yeah. the blanket that my sister bought me with his face on it. And he's, just, he's like, Nicolas Cage fan? I'm like, Yeah, how could you tell? And we talked about that. And then he's like, he's like, What are those movies I don't like? He's like, Oh, right, the Fast and the Furious movies. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> like uh, like not like unprompted, just like because I talked about Pig. I'm like, the pig's great, like the new the new movie. Wow. He's like, yeah, what are those movies I don't like? He's like, the Fast and Furious. I was like, oh, I, I really like those too. Um, I did not give this guy a sticker. I gave, I gave the ADT guy a sticker. Didn't deserve one. He's not family. I know. So I go down to the breaker box. I'm like, here, like, you know, this was off. It tripped or whatever. And the guy just actually turns it off and turns it on. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and like, that was it? Yeah. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Because, like, I thought, like, it's one of those things where, like, I've never, like, I've, I've, I've done fuses, like, off and on, but, like, it didn't feel like I could have pushed it more, and I, I'm always hesitant to use too much force on things, so I don't okay. want to break things. So this is this is something you should know. <sighs> You've seen all of these guys that fix these things. Usually, they use a lot of force just by nature. They're usually, like, big, burly dudes. True. So if I've learned anything, it's that you can usually use a lot more force than necessary when fixing, like, appliance and home things. Fair. Fair. Not electronic things. They're more dainty, for sure. But appliance and home things, usually, like, some more force doesn't hurt anything. Yeah, that's fair. So, like, this had, like, because right is on, and this was in the middle, but I thought middle was off. But, like, clearly the guy just like, goes, whoop, whoop. And I go up, and I'm like, cool. And I'm like, so do I owe you money? And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm half of me is, like, thinking, like, the guy's like, no, 20 just bucks. Don't, don't do it again or whatever. He's like, I don't know, what would Scott charge? He's like, uh, like, 50 bucks. I was like, okay, sure. And I'm, so I, I paid basically <laughs> what I'm calling an idiot tax, but, like, I'm you never going to make that mistake again. But, like, I, I messaged a couple of my friends, and I'm like, because I had said to them, because I had two other friends who, at this time, their ACs were both on the fritz, too. And I'm like, you guys aren't going to believe it, but mine just fried, too. So, like, we're all in the same boat. Yeah. And so I say, I just paid an idiot tax, you know, 50 bucks. It, it was an easy fix. And they both came back immediately with, like, equally dumb. Like, my friend was just like, you know, I spent, like, hours and hours trying to figure out why this light wasn't dimming. Like, I did all this rewiring. I did all this different stuff. You know, I kept trying. Like, the, the bulb wasn't dimming. I called a, I called an electrician, and he came out, and it just wasn't a dimmable bulb. And just like, <laughs> oh, yeah. But, like, it's, it's, it's those kind of things where, like, we all have, like, a thing that's, like, yep. the most obvious, easy, dumbass yep. solution. But, like, it's a mistake that we'll never make again. It's just, yep. like, you pay your idiot tax. Yep. 50 bucks is, I mean, I'd rather have the $50. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, I'm thinking, like, Okay, is this going to be like a $300 fix? Is it going to be like a, no. a, a $1,000 fix? Is, I'm yeah. going to buy a new system or whatever. And it's just like, no, you just turn the thing off and turn it on. Like, it's literally IT 101. Turn it off, yep. turn it on. Yep. I just thought I had turned it off. But anyway. Thankfully, when I do all of these <sighs> things that, like, I'm so used to fixing things in the lab that, like, I will change just one thing at a time, like variables. You know what I mean? I rewired it. Does it work with the old bulbs? Okay, now change this. Now change this. And like just yep. change pieces at a time and check every situation the scientific along the method. way. It worked, baby. It works. Yeah. But cool. Uh, That's good though. You're So that was that. So yeah, 50 so I bucks isn't that, that bad. Whatever. No, like, no, no, no. And the guy laughed. We had to laugh about it. You know, and I have a story to tell, right? So, yep, you know, it's fine. The other thing I want to say in terms of media is that I finally got to a Bond movie, another Bond movie that I liked. I finally Which got to GoldenEye, it? and I was oh. like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Because GoldenEye is kind of like a little bit of Fast and Furious, a little bit Mission Impossible. Yeah. It kind of rules. Like, it's my favorite Bond movie so far. The Lazenby one is my second favorite one. But, you know, I only have, I think, seven more I'm caught up. Like, I have the three other Brosnan ones. ones. Yeah. And then the four Daniel Craig ones, which I've seen already. 
caught up and I'm ready. I'm going to move on to another franchise or whatever. But it's been it was a long road without, without you, my, you friend. my friend. Yeah, yeah. and. <laughs> You know, I didn't. I, I haven't like, hated any of them. They're just like they're not the kind of movies I really enjoy. But I finally got to Golden. I was like, oh, it's '90s action. It's very Mission Impossible. It predates Mission Impossible. You, I'm sure you've seen Golden Eye, right? Yeah, a long and time also ago, like yeah. I, you know, having played a shit ton of the N64 oh, game, yeah. like the music is exactly the music I know. And like the, you know, the first level is the damn and stuff. I'm just like, oh, this is it. But like. There's a scene in the movie, and sort of spoilers for GoldenEye, but like I'm sure most people who have wanted to watch the Bond movies have seen it already. He's trying to get into a plane that's taking off, and he knocks the pilot out of it, but he falls out of the plane. So he gets on a motorcycle, and he's chasing after the plane on the motorcycle, and the plane goes off a cliff. And so he jumps off the cliff on the motorcycle, and then dives off the motorcycle, and then dives into the plane, and then flies the plane up and out before it crashes. And it's just like, oh yeah, that's a Fast and Furious stunt. Like That's it's very much insane. so. Yep, exactly. So, I don't know anything about the other three Brosnan movies, but I am looking forward to it because I'm just like, oh, this feels like... What was the other one? Tomorrow There's... is not enough? Is that one? The world is not enough. The Tomorrow not never enough. dies. Those were good games, too. Those were the games that came out on the next I didn't play systems. those. I didn't play they those, They came out though. after. They came like on... I think I had one for Xbox. So the next one is Tomorrow Never Dies, then The World is Not Enough, and then... Die Another Day. Those are the three other Brosnan movies. I remember the cover for either Tomorrow Never Dies or The World Is Not Enough. Like, I think maybe on PS2 or something, but yeah, I never played those. But GoldenEye was... Yeah. You know, GoldenEye and then, like, you know, as soon as I got Perfect Dark, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm done with GoldenEye, but... All right, finally. Like, it's, it was worth it, kind of, to get here, but, you know... It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. That's it. That's all I've been up to. I've been watching one Bond movie and just house shit. Yeah. That's anyway. fun, though. Before we do the mailbag, let's do the Too Fast, Too Forever, Fast and Furious Hall of Fame. Are you ready? Because you don't know the you don't know the winners. I don't know anything about this other than it ended today, and that's it. That's all I know. So we had a, a late push in terms of voting, and someone or something that was about to get enshrined got knocked out last minute. We have at least one enshrinee and at least one that fell off. So to reflect. Ooh. To look back at last year, the inaugural class, Vin Diesel slash Dominic Toretto, because it's the character and the actor combined, yep. and Paul Walker, Brian O'Connor, both made it in with over 80% of the vote. So again, a yes is a yes, not voting them in as a no. So if you only vote for one thing, you're basically giving the other 24 a no. So yep. it means that 83 and 86% said, yes, these deserve. And then last year, the impossibility of the Too Fast, Too Forever quiz, just how hard we make that quiz that joke or meme or whatever yeah fell off only i think only like one or two people voted for it like it was almost nobody makes sense so this year we have with a percentage higher than vin diesel what but slightly lower than paul walker the new inductee the only inductee this year was added to the list this year. Sung Kang Han Lu. Mm. Congratulations. You are the second annual inductee class into I mean, the Too Fast Too Forever Hall of Fame. That tracks. It's F9 came out. Justice for Han. Han mm -hmm. is back. That it, it makes sense to me. It was a hype year for Hans, right? Like, it was. It's big on Han this so, year. So I have some other math that we're going to get to, but I will let you know that three things fell off. Oh, damn. Okay. One was, two were on, actually, they were all in the 10% to 20% range last year, so they were not really slam dunks, but they were all under 10% this year. Furious 7 fell off. Just off. Oh, damn. That's Fast be... and Furious 6 fell off. What? Okay. 
and Whataburger versus In and Out, which we don't really talk about anymore. Which I understand, like that. That's we've even let let that go. Yeah, it's done. That fell off as well. So we have to we have to do four new things for next year: one new actor character, probably two new movies, and then a joke or a meme or a topic or something. But we'll figure that out next June ish because we have time. Nothing but time. But so here's one vote away. No matter how you slice it, one vote away from getting in, Michelle Rodriguez. She looked like a lock. She was so close. And then the last surge of voting today, and it was it was close, but she fell off. She ended up with seventy four point one percent of the vote. And seventy five is it? Is the end? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> but like one or two people, man. Wow. She is up nine percent over last year, so she's trending in the right way. Okay, yeah, maybe maybe third time's a charm. Where's Mike Manzi at? Maybe that's I don't what know. it is. The biggest gainer. The one with the best showing this year over last, actually the top two. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a character and a meme that combine. Mia went from thirty two percent last year to fifty five, so she went up twenty three point two percent. She was the biggest gainer last year to this year. I voted for her last year. I voted for her again this year. I think she deserves enshrinement in Canton um, at one three two seven, and also her food all over the place went from 21% to 44%. So Mia has a huge showing. Nothing else went uh, higher than an 11% boost. So those two being 22 plus percent boosts, just, you know, in terms of yeses from year to year, that's huge. The biggest dropper, though, stunning. I think just a year without him in in our forefront, The Rock went from 43% down to 18 and a half. Dude, this is like this dropped is really twenty four point seven percent. Yeah, it's the recency effect, man. Yeah, like Hobbs and Shaw was just out, so like he was mm-hmm. big, but damn. And makes sense. last year's uh, dragging a safe through Rio was probably just a couple votes away. It was seventy three percent, went down to fifty five. So that's more of a coin flip now. So, you know, next year we're gonna have four new things to vote on. These three: Fury Seven, Fast and Furious Six, and Whataburger vs. In and Out are ineligible for the next five years. But we'll fill them up with something. So thank you all to everybody who voted. Uh, and congratulations yeah, once again to Sung Kang and Sung's Garage. For sure, yeah. For winning, that's, for, for getting in, inducted. It's a Han year for sure. So We have a Patreon page where I allowed our patrons to vote a second time. I don't think anybody did. I think we got one or two new patrons to vote. Not new patrons, but like people who had not voted to vote for the first time, which was nice. But I don't think anybody took advantage of the, the double voting privileges that I gave. So... Thank you, I guess. Thank you for respecting the honor system. But we do have a Patreon page, Too Fast, TooForever.com. Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellenen, Justin Kleiman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party, Haley Gerbys, Wes Hampton, Christian Larson, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Renato Donato, Michael McGann, and Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Thank you all so much for supporting the $5 a month level or above. Now is a great time. To jump in, we got a bonus episode up recently with Garrett Smith talking about cars and Tokyo Mater. Another bonus episode coming up soon with The Mikester in just a couple of weeks. So if you're not a supporter over at TooFastTooFever.com, now is the time. Get some stickers, get some other merch, get a handwritten letter, pick what we watch. If you join, I know the $10 a month is like a big jump from nothing, but if you join the $10 a month tier, you get to pick a movie for us next lap, and then it resets into the next year and get another pick next year too so like it's a nice bang for your buck right so i think so good value i think i think i think 
I think so, too. We also have an email address, family at cageclub.me. We've got five emails today. Well, that's a bunch. Okay. So one is from Wes. He wrote in a couple weeks ago because he had been saying he'd been listening to these Entertainment Weekly, like the binge podcasts, and he was finding some facts about other movies. And so he found one about Fast Five. I was like, write in, and we'll read it on that episode. So we also sent one in for six, which we'll read in a couple weeks when we get to that. Cool. But here for Fast Five, what up, fam? So here's something he heard from Michelle Rodriguez on the podcast. Everyone's heard the story about how she didn't know until the Fast Five mid credit scene with Letty being alive until she saw it in theaters. I always thought that was a pretty bold move of Universal and Justin Lin and Vin Diesel to just assume she would come back to the franchise without at least talking to her about it. Apparently, she wasn't thrilled about being killed off, and she only agreed to do four if they would at least test with a different ending where she lived. Ultimately, mm. they didn't use it. But she said afterwards, she talked to Vin about how they killed her off, and he told her, don't worry about it, I got you. Then she didn't hear from him for a year. When she finally saw the movie, she called him and asked, why didn't you tell me? He said, I did. She said, if there's one thing you can say about Vin Diesel, he keeps his promises. Well, good story. That's a cool story. Yeah, yeah. and I guess, like, I mean, he still should have been like, hey, we're going to bring you back. I don't think, like, him telling her, like, I got you at some point a year earlier yeah. is the full I way mean, to do this, but sure. It's one of those things you can see both sides, right? Like, he did tell her, but it's also, like, and maybe actually tell her, though, right? Like, Yeah, exactly. Hey, yeah, you're going to die in this movie, but, like, at the end of the next one, we're going to bring you back or whatever. But, like, yeah. We got a YouTube comment, which, okay. So this is a little bit jumping ahead to On the Streets. This is the big news from the last week. But this predated that. So I don't know if we were just late on it or whatever. But what? we, got an e we got a YouTube comment on our latest video from Kevin. Not Kevo, just this is just Kevin. And he says, Joe 2, so this is addressed to you for some reason, Joe okay. 2, I've watched Fast and Furious Spy Racers South Pacific. Yes, that's right. New season of Spy Racers coming in August, August 13th. Get ready. You, me, Kevo, Nico are going to talk all about it because we have to, I guess. Yeah. 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 So this guy's just telling you that he's already seen it? We have to decipher what he says because I'm not exactly sure what this means. Joe 2. Okay. I've watched Fast and Furious Spy Racers South Pacific and Shashi, Dar, and Sarakudif. Mm. are back in the fifth season of Fast and Furious Spy Racers South Pacific. Okay. So apparently Kevin has watched it. Maybe Kevin is at DreamWorks and he's our, our mole in? on the inside. Maybe. But if he's the one listening, maybe he's the one taking notes of what we want and then producing a season in like six days or whatever it takes them to make one. I watched the trailer and I will say it looks identical to the other four seasons, basically. <laughs> I don't know how they do this. I genuinely don't know how this is happening. I said this on the Facebook post. They have to be the hardest working animation team out there because I do not think that it can be this quick of a turnaround to generate at least three hours of content every six months. Like it is, we're at a point where every new season is both very surprising and not surprising at all <laughs> yeah yeah that's a great way to put it it's like, it's like of course there's more but how are you doing it and wh why it's like are the numbers this i need to see the watch numbers like the ratings for these well at least four well at least three because nico and kevin probably watch together right so like at least three streams me you and them together so well and us twice right three times well, no, I mean, we only watch the new seasons once now. Like, we're not going to do it. Like, we're going to no, do No, but I'm one... saying we, we watch the early ones twice, at least. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen seasons one and two, I think, twice. Season three. God, there's five seasons. Have we seen... Oh, boy. 
we've seen one and two at least at least one and two twice three once or twice in season four we saw once and then this yeah. new one yeah so wow it's just a ton i i do like that everyone <laughs> everyone has really read between the lines of my of my spy racers hesitation just because of how inundated we get with spy racers thank you i'm glad that everybody was listening but we'll watch together my fr- my family my family we will watch together and we'll report back for you if you watch or not we will august 13th which means that we'll probably put out an episode i think if that's a friday is august 13th or friday let's find out is a friday so figure maybe the following week or like a week and a half after that we will have an episode for you guys didn't the first season of spiders just come out during pandemic that's a very good question. We've looked this up recently. It just doesn't stick in my brain. No, it doesn't. Fast and Furious Spy Racer Season 1 came out... No, December December 2019. That's right, that's right, that's right. It was like Christmas right before Christmas, pandemic. And then October, and then Christmas, and then April, and now August. So <laughs> in the span of like 11 or 10 or 11 months, they'll have four seasons. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Genuinely They're the hardest amazing. working team. They ser- like they deserve like a- an Emmy for animation just based on their workload. Based on like, volume. Yeah. Vo- volume alone they're putting out. So like we talked in cars, right? They were like, oh, it takes a hundred processing hours to render one one still of this thing. Like, what the fuck is Spy Racers doing? Yeah, man. They figured it out in a way that uh <laughs> Uh, it's it's unbelievable. Do you remember Incorporate? What was the show Incorporate? Like something for pickles? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I don't remember the name, but I remember the episode. Yes. Like something for pickles, and like they just had AI making the episodes. It, I think it s- might as it might be that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I think Spy Racers at this point is just doing that. There's just like a computer that's just running all the, like a cluster that's just like, okay, like, let's fucking do it. Well, like, I, I would not be surprised at this point if the next season of Spy Racers is about the making of Spy Racers. Like, they have to take down the AI, like, they're trapped, like, they become sentient, and they're like, we're being subjected on these adventures by AI that is just creating these episodes, these stories with us in it. We need to shut this down because we want to take a break. <laughs> yeah, that I like that. That's a really good idea. If, if you're listening, Spy Racers Season 10 Make it that, because we know that you already got seasons seven through six through nine done, and they're just waiting yeah. to come out. So yeah. just season ten, when you get there, do this. Because I do, you know, and we'll talk about it with Nico and Kevo when when we do the season with them, and I'm assuming they're going to, because I think they, I think they genuinely like it. But like, remember we asked, and Nico was like, "Oh, here's how it probably happened," and like that was in season three. Like, you know, they probably got a, a, they a had twenty some, like, episode or whatever, exactly. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then season four came. He's like, I don't really have any answers to this. And now there's a fifth season, like almost like it's just uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Our next email from Wes again. This is about burning, born at burnout, whatever, burning, however you want to call it. What up, fam? What up, Wes? So just finished the episode. I love Scandinavian languages. They have some great humor. So it's too bad it wasn't really a funny movie. I have a couple quick notes from the last couple episodes. You talked about Radiator Springs, a California adventure. Mrs. West was doing a Disney race right around the time it opened, and we've been back a couple times since. I've never been a huge fan of the series, but the land is cool and it looks really awesome at night. It's super neon everywhere. Garrett would love it. It's very cool. I agree, Wes. As we now have to uh, refer to him, fan favorite Garrett Smith. He was very excited about that. So He was very, very excited about that. Joey, I get what you're saying about the Cypher spinoff being more interested in her backstory than other characters, and I agree. 
While I'm thinking about spinoffs, I'm thinking more about who I want to see do some fun side missions that are lower stakes and less about what backstory it'll fill in. That's why I think a Tej Roman Ramsey movie will be fun, even though I'm not really interested in their backstories. But if we're talking about filling in the gaps of the universe, Mr. Mm -hmm. Nobody or Cypher would be more interesting for sure. Joey also thought of a Shaw family movie, like you said, but the young Shaws headed up by Queenie and Papa Shaw, set in the 80s or whenever they decided the Shaws were kids, and be about how they were family of thieves just having a good time thieving around England. I would be into that. That is really cool. Like a fun kids, like a wacky kids movie. Yeah. It just has the – that would be fun. Like one of those like – I mean, just follow me here, but I'm thinking a little like Mrs. Doubtfire-ish kind of feels. Yeah. I can see that. Get what I'm saying? Like that kind of vibe, but like the Shaws and – like, obviously not, you know, Robin Williams dressed as an English maid, but I'm saying, like, this kind of, like, very, very low-stakes, goofy kid, trickstery kind of movie. So, like, them as teens, and then Queenie and Papa in, like, their maybe, like, their 40s-ish? Yeah, exactly. Sure. Who would, yeah. who would play young Helen Mirren? That's a fucking role, right? Well, I mean, you could theoretically, and I don't know that you would want to, but, like, you could have you know, in makeup or in costume or whatever, like Vanessa Kirby play, you know, Hattie play her mom, basically. Oh, and, you know, Statham play the dad, right? You're right. Yes, that's the way you do it. You're right. You're right. So, yep. Yep, 100%. Know. He says, just to set things straight, because you brought it up a few times, my understanding is that Neela said she never do another Fast and Furious, and Leon originally said that as well, but he's since changed his tune to where he's even floated the idea in interviews that he could potentially come in as the final big bad, which is a bold suggestion coming from someone who claimed he would never do another one of these movies. <laughs> That's it for today. Until next time, stay furious, West. Yeah, so We've I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think he's coming back, but, you know, no. who knows? Definitely not. Um, I also have some theories about Vince that we'll talk about in the back half of this, and not not Vince coming back, but, like, things in that ballpark thing from five into 10 whatever we'll talk about in the back half cool next email from jerry subject line i'm back and i got a movie review what up jerry how are you doing bud so this i think is going to be some f9 spoiler so if you still haven't seen it go see it see it it's gonna be on vod soon well actually as this comes out to the main feed i think so the deal that universal made with theaters and with distributors and whatever is that 31 days after the movie comes out, it should be available on premium video on demand, which is the $29.99 at-home rental. Yeah. So theoretically, today, July 27th, as this episode hits the main feed, F9, we think, will be available to rent through you know Peacock or whatever for 30 bucks. So I don't know that for sure. I've seen no news about that. But based on the deal and based on, you know, a thing I read on IndieWire, it should be today. So if you have not gone to the theater, because now especially as cases are rising and there's like, it's it's, it's insane out there. Yep, it is. It's getting bad again. If it's available, pause this, go watch that, come back and listen to the mailbag. Or, you know, just look in the description where we talk about the episode and we'll skip to that too. So there you go. So here's the 411. I didn't listen to the last few episodes since I hadn't seen nine. After pleading my case to Ileana to watch with me and buying her some Crocs, we finally watched it. Okay, fair deal. <laughs> good, good, deal. Good, good come up. Yeah, I like All it. All I knew was the trailer, so I was kind of in the dark. So here's my review and a new rankings. Okay. Action was great. Some, devi- some defied physics. We finally have a backstory on Daddy Toretto. Yep. I think his name is Jack. You're right. 
Yeah. Cardi's voice is annoying, and I'm glad she was only in a little bit. I like Cardi. I, I like Cardi, Cardi. more. Stop being a Cardi hater, Jerry. Come on, man. I screenshot and I put on Twitter, and it, it got like 10 likes. It was like one of our... I never know what's going to do well on our Twitter, because I think some things you post are really funny that like, don't get anything, and then some stuff that we post is dumb, d- like gets a bunch. So like, yeah. I didn't know... But I posted, <laughs> yeah. so on Letterboxd, the Fast and Furious 10 listing right now has two actors... Vin Diesel and yep. Cardi B. And I was like, looking pretty good. And I got like 10 likes. So, I mean, I don't know. You know, who knows? Um, but I think Vivek was like, yeah, let's do Let's have a musical. Or maybe it was <laughs> Corey or I don't know, somebody. I was just like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Please. Back to the musical idea. Yeah, that's right. Good job. Mama Shaw got the moves. Every movie Tyrese is explaining what they did, which is great. And now he's immortal. Yeah. I true. teared up when I saw Han come in and hugged Tej. I noticed the signature car that Jacob loves to drive, the Mustang, which mm-hmm. is what Nick was all excited about, right? Because Nick's a big Mustang guy. Yep. Goes back to an old rivalry Charger versus Mustang, and it makes the most sense. Yep. In 10 part one, I'm going to guess Brian and Jacob will come back, and also one of the characters will die facing Cypher. And in part two, she'll finally die by Roman. I'm calling it now. Ooh. And then during a typical racing meeting, you see all the characters of their main cars pulling up to meet like in 1F1F when Ja Rule said, here they come. Jacob, Mia, Brian, Tej, Roman, Ramsey, Han, Sean... Pull up with Dom and Letty leading the team. Well, who dies? I mean, that's most of the people, so I don't know. Yeah. Now, during the race in between young Jacob and Dom in, in F9, you can see for a moment younger Dom's crew, which is nice. The ending got me wondering with that blue skyline. We all know who drives a blue skyline. I'm curious how they'll do it for 10. So Mia did say Brian has all the kids, so they're safe. And of course, I went to fucking space. And if I were Roman, I would have went to Instagram Live and said, hey, look, the Earth isn't flat. We hungry for that moon rock. Then let's do another Instagram Live, IRL him and Luda in the same outfit and replay the scene on a green screen. That'd be so dope. And so is this. Dominant all-black Charger or Challenger, Demon versus Jacob in either the rare Shelby or Mustang 5.0 10-second race rematch. But I need to know where this is going and where you got the RX-7. Switching tables here, my new rankings with all 10 from favorite to least. So here we go. Okay. And Jerry, if you have not listened to the other episodes yet, I think you'll appreciate we, we dove into a lot of that in the other episodes we've put a out. A lot of it, yeah. For sure, for so, sure. But we're with so, you, and I'm hyped that you're hype. So from the bottom. So he had previously only had eight movies. He had not ranked Hobbs. So there's going to be two new rankings in here. So number okay. 10, he has Feet, which is where he had Feet last before. So 8F, 8F, as he he puts them all in the Wells parlance. 8F, 8F, whatever, whatever. So... <laughs> I Number do 10. like that he was using this because Wells has been using this. And if he said he wasn't listening to the recent episodes, maybe they both got there on their own, which is amazing to me. But okay. Well, Rachel got mad at me. She's like, why do you keep calling it F4F4F? F4F? Why not Fast and Furious? I was like, because Wells calls it 4F4F F4F and I like it better. Like, it just, I just like it. Like, <laughs> I it's, like it's 3F3F. Yeah. yeah, 7F7F. Like, it's just, it works. It's yeah. fine by me. Number nine, he has 4F4F, which he had next to last before. Yep. Okay. Number eight, Hobbs. He just writes Hobbs. So that's new to the linking. So pretty low, but there pretty we go. Pretty low, okay. Number seven, 2F, 2F, which again is right where it was. Number six, 9F, 9F. So that's kind of one of the lower ones, but you know, okay. not bad. It's showing in the middle. Number five, 3F, 3F, which is the same. Yeah. Number four, 7F, 7F, which I think moved up one. Okay. Number three, 1F, 1F. Yep. Number two, 5F, 5F, and number one, 6F, 6F. So those inverted. He had five, then six. Now he has six, then five. So Jerry, mixing up a little bit. Thank you for emailing and sending in the rankings. I always imagine, like, this is fun, and I imagine that a lot of this occurs, like, I do it, which is just, it's feeling that day, man. You know what I mean? Like, I don't ever, like, look at my old rankings. So when you're like, oh, you, like, mixed up all these things. I'm like, yeah, man, like, that's just how I'm feeling today. 
Gemini nature. Gemini nature, brother. Yeah. And our last email is from a new listener. Oh, nice. From Babacar. I think I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. B-A-B-A-C-A-R, Babacar. Okay. Hey, Joey and Joe, too. My name is Babacar, and I'm a new member to your podcast. Fast and Furious has always been a special part in my life, and watching the movies always made me feel joy whenever I'm feeling down. And listening to your podcast, especially to hear your opinions on every Fast film, along with a special guest, is always exciting to see and hear different perspectives from fans of the saga we love and enjoy. Awesome. It says, FYI, this will include some spoilers, so I want to put in the spoiler-filled mail section, Winky Face. So he gets it. Babacar gets it. Yeah, he's been listening. Damn, for sure. Saw F9 on preview night, and overall, I thought it was pretty great and an awesome experience. I live in Oklahoma, and the capacity is full and no restrictions. The audience was off the chain with reactions to every set piece from the Monte Quinto jungle scene. Yes, that's what the country's called, Edinburgh. But mostly the big pop was in the climactic final battle scene in Tbilisi. Still not to pronounce that. Seems like everyone loves magnets. One thing I love about nice. this film is how everyone of the main crew got their time to shine. It's amazing to see how in nine mainline films... We get characters to do stuff they've never done before, like Mia getting hands-on with a great fighting scene with Ellen Letty, Ramsey driving, yep. Roman Atej heading into space, Dom yep. and Jacob helping lift the armadillo, the big train truck, in the air, and slamming it back down. R.I.P. the M- MK5 Super, you will be missed. And of well. course, Han being badass, as usual, using a magnet to propel someone outside with a proximity bomb and exploding. That's one. Of, that's a very slept-on set piece. I, I don't agree. think we mentioned that yet. Yeah, Babacar, like the the throw the 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 bomb on him or like whatever, like the sticky. Bo- I'm gonna say sticky bomb because we we come from Halo. Like sure. the sticky on him, and then turn the magnet and shoot him out the back of the car while he explodes. That's yeah. a really good stunt. I agree. Yeah. My favorite scene, though, has to be the last scene with Brian returning in the signature R34 GTR with that mm-hmm. banger song to close out the film and the post credit scene with Han finally getting justice. I have a great feeling these two scenes will have big impacts on how 10 and 11 will work story-wise mm-hmm. and who's returning. Hashtag bring back Giselle. I want Giselle back. I, they got it. They got to do it, dude. We're with you, buddy. I think they got to do it at this point. Anywho, as usual, I believe with everyone who writes you an email, they list their rankings, so I might as well do the same. No need to explanation. This email would be a bore to read from least favorite to favorite, which includes F9. So this is this is unprecedented. We got Jerry's rankings before. Got yeah. Babacar's here. We're going to yep. get GB's in the back half. Three rankings today. Here Whew. we go. It's a big Number day. 10, once again, tough day for Fate of the Furious. Number 10, 8F, 8F, Damn. In last place. Okay. Number nine, cover your ears, Joe, Tokyo Drift. Oh, come on. You're one of these guys. Tokyo Drift is so great. The, okay. The, these are wild rankings. I didn't look at them till now. These are <laughs> wild rankings. <laughs> okay. Number eight, the OG, 1F1F, The Fast and the Furious. Okay. Interesting. Number seven, Fast Five. Oh, very low. Very, very low. Number six, Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. Above Fast Five. Okay. Yep. Number five, 2F2F. Okay. Number four, Fast and Furious 6. Number three, the newest one, F9. Okay. Number two, Furious 7. Number one, Fast and Furious, number four, which is wild. Wild. You need to talk to, to Corey, to Simo. He's Simo's with you. got it at number two. I mean, even Simo didn't have it. You know, Nico's got Fast and Furious number four at, at, at one. He's the only other person. So now Babacar and Nico... The only yeah. one's holding it down with Fast and Furious number totally, four at it's number one. I get it. It's very tonally different for the series, so like it makes sense. Like if this if this is your shtick that you like, then yeah, this is the one for you. So makes sense. 
He says, my philosophy on my rankings is in mostly story and a little bit of the action, but the films are fantastic in their own way, except Fate, which is mediocre. No question about that. Well, <laughs> I, I like Fate, but, you know, it is what it is. It Hopefully is you guys it. read this email next episode. Can't wait to hear what you have to say about my statements. Keep up the good work on the podcast. And then the hand-waving emoji. Well, thank you, Papacar, for writing in. Thank you for writing in. Write in again, brother. It was good to hear from you. And if you want to write in family at cageclub.me, we'll read it on the next episode, please, and thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Joe, on the streets, news about the Fast and Furious, new season Spy Racers, we talked about that. Anything else you've seen in the last week? No, I haven't seen any Fast and the Furious news. No all. new spinoffs, no but new, new Spy Racers, so... <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the real news anyways. Every other week, there's a new Fast and Furious something announcement. I, you know, last week I was like, it's an off week. We thought we were going to get another spinoff, but, you know, it's another Spy, Spy Racers. Racers. Well, I mean, every other week we get a new season of Spy Racers, so it tracks. True. So, and don't don't forget this this winter, <laughs> Spy Racers video game too, right? So. Oh yeah, that's right. Fuck, I did forget. Oh god, that's right. But you Can't said it's just cr- it's crossroads with a skin, though, right? Yeah. Isn't that what you said? That's what it looks like. I okay. mean, we'll find out. Well, we'll see. We'll play it. Figure it I gotta, out. I got it. I'm gonna I'm gonna send a note to uh, Andy and see if he was involved in the Spy Racers video game. Oh, good call. Very good call. Excellent. We'll Excellent. We will call. see. Yeah. We will see. We will see. He should have been, right? It, it feels like it. I would not be surprised either way. Yeah, same. Fair. That's good. The final thing we'll do before we take a break is to talk about the Fast and Furious Minute for Too Fast, Too Furious. Minute 19, a minute I called Pizza Place Engines. That's a good title. So done. Looks like we're going to be partners, bro. Could you tell me right quick what would be a better motor for my Skyline, a Gallo 12 or a Gallo 24? Um, <clears throat> the 24. I didn't know Pizza Place's made motors. See, man, come on, I can't do this. I mean, seriously, if this is what you're going to give me, I may as well take my chances in Chino. And we'll get someone else. No way, man. The only way I'll do this is if I get to pick the driver. All right, O'Connor. Who you got in mind? This dude I grew up with in Barstow. Who's that? Roman Pierce. In this minute, Brian quizzes Agent Dunn on his car knowledge and gets the answer he expected. Brian convinces Agents Markham and Bilkins to let him pick his partner, Roman Pierce. And we jump to the Demolition Derby as the minute ends, which means the next minute we got Romy Rome, which is very, very exciting. Because these minutes, I mean, they're, they're lots of exposition, and I didn't expect it to go this long, but it's, it's very long of them just sitting in this police headquarters talking about right. Carter Right, and we've been talking a little bit on air, but also just on Facebook, talking back and forth about, like, there's a lot of narrative that's happening here, but there's nothing really for you to pick up on, really. There's no new clothing. I noticed there's no new score. There's no music for a couple minutes. No. Like, for what we're looking to do for the minute, the minute-by-minute breakdown, it's not exactly exciting. No. And we'll get to that in the trivia, because I'm like, I don't know what in here is not obvious trivia, but, you know, maybe it's just an easy question. We'll talk about that. I looked at them. I think that you have a good one in there, so. Okay. What did you notice, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, what I have highlighted here, I'm going to read myself next, but what did you notice, anything of note in Minute 19 that you saw? The, the new thing that I saw in the police station is that the computer terminals are numbered. Okay. And are these ones along the wall? The ones along, the guys that are in the background, they're yeah. sitting at computers. Yeah. They're numbered. If you are standing where 
Markham is, yes. okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like in front of the screen, yep. to his right, those are all terminals and they're numbered, but they're numbered from right to left. Actually, all the computers are numbered from right to left. Like they're, okay. they're numbered from the speaker's position, okay? The ones that are like on the ground at the, the right of him, if you're looking to your right as the speaker, are numbered 63 through 66, the ones behind where Brian is sitting are numbered 68. We see 68 through 72. And I was just like, why are these numbered? Why does it start at 63? And why do they go in reverse is what I was thinking about this time. Because they're numbered in Hebrew. So you write for, you read from right to left. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Good Good assumption. Maybe there are other rooms. Like maybe just like, oh, yeah, we uh, there's a we, IT needs to fix computer 64. Oh, that's not really helpful because it's just like, yeah, in in the big conference room, in conference room A, computer number one. Like it's because like 64, like I don't know where 64 is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have answers. I think it's the other way around. Like I think maybe every computer in the building is numbered one through whatever. Infinity. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, 64 has a problem. That's what I think. But like I think that's hard. Like I was thinking about that like as an easy way to like identify the problem. But like – you you also have to know where that is. Yeah, because it could be like it should be like A one to ten, and like that's yeah. room A, and then yeah. B one to ten, so you'd know what room number it is. I don't but know. the IT department's fucking up here is all I have to say. But typical, the police department, IT department is fucking wasting up. taxpayer dollars. Exactly. Deep on the police bureaucracy at its finest. So the one thing I looked up here, because I think, you know, you have some notes about the Barstow Speedway, which we'll cover in depth in the next minute. But in this minute, we hear Brian say, if this is what you're going to give me, I may as well take my chances in Chino. And the way he says it, it's like, I think he's referring to a prison, which I had heard of, but I I wanted to Google because I wasn't sure. Okay. So in Chino, there's a city or a town, a city in California called Chino in San Bernardino County. Yeah. And there is a prison in there that is officially titled the California Institution for Men, CIM, a male-only state prison in Chino, often colloquially, colloquially referenced as Chino. So in turn, to Matt, so like when, when, like if we're talking about, like Brian's talking about, like, I'm going to go to Chino, like they're talking about, like, the prison. They're not talking about, like, going this to, is, like, um, What is the one in the New town. York? The one in New York that, like, Little Wayne was at? What is What was it called? Rikers. Like, if you're, like, if you're talking about Rikers, you're not talking about rikers island the place you're talking about rikers right. the prison that makes yes. sense yeah so apparently to to locals who are like i don't live in the prison i just live in the town they call the prison chino men's or just men's which is that's a bad title like just that's that's the best you come up with <laughs> wait my my grandparents in pittsburgh, in pittsburgh yeah. live near the 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 penitentiary and like that was just like the pen like they called it the pen and they lived near it and they would say like you live near the pen but you don't live in it right so makes they sense. put the pen in penguins Ex- oh yeah they're all anything else in this minute or should we get to the trivia question no i got some signs i got some car like the cars at the beginning but that's mostly for next minute anyways i just put them right. in here to do something but yeah so i have three questions they're all kind of easy but i'm curious to know which one you think is it the? Th- I'm guessing the third one, but we'll we'll no. go through them. So, oh, no, I okay. like the I like the first one. I think that it's a, it's a, it sounds easy to us, but I don't think that it's an easy question generally. Okay, so I'll say that one for last. So the one I had is under what condition is Brian volunteer to help in the operation? Is that if he gets to pick the driver? So basically, he gets to work with Rome. He'll do this thing. So that's maybe yeah, too easy. That's that's fair though. Yeah, it's not bad. I I 
I don't want to have, like, I don't like any of these questions enough to have more than one. So if you like the I first agree. question, we'll go with that. Cool. The other question I had was, what motor does Agent Dunn say would be better for Brian Skyline? I just had that between the Gala 12 and Gala 24, and he says Gala 24. We'll get rid of that, though. That's a tough one, but, like, I don't know how I feel about that. I like this one. So there's two variations, and I'm wondering which one of these you want more. Either where did Brian grow up, or where did Roman come from, in which case the answer is Barstow. I like where did Brian grow up, especially, I like it, I think it's a little trickier than you imagined, because he mentions Chino in this minute. True, okay. Like, and Chino should be one of the answers. Back in the first movie, remember we were like, there's like where they park the cars and where they radio for help? Yes. Trying Uh, to find these. Man, even with this baller computer that I have. Thermal, Thermal, California, right? Thermal. Palm Springs, Paloma, or Thermal. So where did Brian grow up? Barstow, Chino, Paloma, or Thermal? The answer is Barstow. That's a good, I like that. I like that Because that's also tough, because like, even us, like people like, oh yeah, we know that Rome's from Barstow, but like, you don't really think about Brian being from there, even though we know that they grew up together. You know what I mean? So it's a weird... Yeah. Minute 19, Pizza Place Engines, where did Brian grow up? It's a good question. I think it turned out, see, do you think it turned out better than you imagined? I do. Okay, good. There was, there was a lot of opportunity there. I liked it. Lots of room for activities. There was lots of room for activities. Thank you. All right, let's take a break. Let's bring in Juhi and let's talk about Fast Five. episode number 192 fast five this episode is brought to you by alves jacob law firm they protect assist and represent individuals companies and law firms from all over the world the law office has demonstrated enduring record which emphasizes teamwork and a commitment to excellence shout out to alves jacob law firm well shout out to them and welcome back to the show so it's not breaking news because it happened before we recorded the intro we just didn't see it. But apparently The Rock has said that he is not returning to the final two movies in this franchise and stunning revelation. Even though I'm still thinking it's possibly theatrics and stuff, right? But I think like, it's theatrics and stuff. I'm hoping God damn it. it. It needs to happen. It needs to happen. I mean, this is also appropriate because this is the movie where we get introduced to him and, yep. you know, Hobbs shows up and so on and so they forth. Fight. We'll get to it. We'll yeah. fight. You know, sweat, thunderwear, stay the fuck out of the way. You know, all that stuff. Hobbs things. Just Hobbs things. Look at that trending on Twitter, maybe. Anyway, with (laughs) us today to talk about Fast Five, to travel down to Rio with us, we have a friend I teased before the break that we met her through another podcast. She was a big Tom Cruise fan, and she reached out to me and Mike for Cruise Club. We had her on for the Cruisies, and then she's been on a couple other episodes, and now she's a semi-regular on John Brooks' podcast, Hard to Believe, right? That's not I'm not making that up, right? You've been on that before, right? Uh, Yes, I have been on that before. I don't know if I'm semi-regular, but I was on... We'll call you semi-regular. Well, 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 I think... I don't think it's strong. I mean, John, it's fine. (laughs) We're we're good. Welcome to the show, Juhi Kamani. Hello, Juhi. Hello, guys. Thank you so much for having me back again on this podcasting network. It's It's a privilege and it's a joy to be here. Well, thank you for joining us to talk about the Fast and the Furious franchise, Fast Five in particular. So now, we need to get to know you as a fast fan as a member of the family, family yeah. mm-hmm. 
So yes. first off, I'm assuming I don't I don't want to assume, but I'm assuming you've seen all the. Have you seen all ten movies, including Hobbs and Shaw? Yes, I have. And if I didn't, I would self exit from this podcast. That is Perfect. unacceptable. Okay, <laughs> Juhi did uh, DM me on Twitter, and she was like, "Am I including Hobbs and Shaw in the rankings?" And I said, "Yes, you are." She's like, "Good," because if you said no, I would not have done the show. I was like, "Yeah, no, we respect Hobbs and Shaw in this yeah, house. We this is Hobbs and Shaw, yeah." For sure. uh, I would flip a table, you guys. <laughs> you, you, you would hear it in the background, and then I would angrily storm off. I would hate it, but also love it because that yeah. would be good radio, I think. But okay, so I want to know what the first movie, like, what's your ties to the franchise? The first of these movies you saw, the first time you saw this movie, Where, any kind when, of backstory you have? Yeah. 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 Okay. So I really specifically remember seeing the fourth movie, Fast and Furious, in I think that came out in two thousand nine. Yep. Or maybe, mm-hmm. yeah. I remember seeing that in theaters with the fam. Wow, okay. And I remember say, thinking like, oh my gosh, this movie's amazing. I can't believe they had, spoiler, killed off like a major member of the family. I mean, not not for a long time, but you know, that came back around. But I still was like, okay, this film is really good. I liked that they were still in LA. I liked that three of the main cast members came back. And then in 2011, I remember hanging out with one of my really good friends and her boyfriend, and we went and saw Fast Five. And man, we were blown away. And so Fast Five is what I really, it it just reinvigorated my love for the franchise, which is why when you gave me this option, Joey, like, okay, like what, what film really resonates with you? It's this one. Very cool. I don't know if you said option or auction, but I love, I think, I think I heard auction. I love that as a term. Like, what do you want to, what do you, which one do you want? I've never called the auction before, but I'm now, even if that wasn't what you said, I heard auction. Is that what you said or you say option? No, she said option. I said option, but you know what? You should have, like, if you want people to, you should tell the people who want to be on these podcasts, they have to like, you know, it, it should be an auction. It's like, who wants Fast Five? Fast Five going once, Fast Five going twice. Like, you should yeah, be doing bucks. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I still think an auction is kind of cool because it is kind of, you know, it's like a, you know, people send them which ones they want and then they get surprised when they're like, oh, yeah, I want to do that. Like, this is traditionally one of the easier ones to book, but I feel like this group of people that we got for lap nine, really not like huge four. Fast Five heads. So well, that's unacceptable. I but know, they all right? really like four so far, which is also very interesting. I really like four. I just love the addition of um, Giselle, and then I, I don't even remember the big bad's name, but I and I I remember them driving from Mexico to LA through like caves, right? Or like yep. yeah, mm-hmm. yes, God, that was so Compost good. Is Braga, Braga is Compost. Yes. yes. So now, Juhi, can you please hit us with your rankings, either from favorite to least favorite, or least favorite to favorite, whichever way you want to think you might, you know, create more suspense. But your Fast and Furious rankings, either top to bottom or bottom to top. Joey, nothing would bring me more joy. So let's get Thank you. <laughs> my favorite film fast five there's i mean I, that shouldn't be surprising i this this is a cinematic masterpiece the pinnacle <laughs> of the of hollywood i think so this is uh this film is obviously my favorite next i went with fa- the fast and furious one opening up that franchise i do want to say i also did rewatch that in anticipation of this podcast cool. wanted to, very cool wanted to come in with just like a full slate. I uh, didn't want you guys to think in any way I was phoning it in. <laughs> I feel strongly about that. Um, after I picked Fast and Furious 6, I just, I really enjoyed that film coming back after Fast 5. And I believe that one is the one where The Rock goes to them and is like, for family, like Letty's back. You get um, Shaw's brother, right? That's where he's yep. the big mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. one I thought was, was, is that the one where The Rock jumps out of a hospital and like, or no, like. No, that's seven. That's, that's seven. seven. <laughs> okay, okay. That one is great too. That that's my next one. Furious um, 7 is number 4. Cool. And I I think The Rock says something like, Daddy has to go to work. 
<laughs> yep. Yeah, that's such you a good You bet he does. Yeah. It's like, okay, sir. Like, all right. And then um, right after Fury 7, my number fifth film is Hobbs and Shaw. I just really enjoyed that cool. one. Okay. Okay. I like that it was a spinoff with two characters and it still came in hot. You know, it still was. I just, I, isn't that the one? <laughs> I have to keep being like, now you tell me, isn't that the one where The Rock is holding like a chain of to a helicopter that's that one yes yes uh that was just an incredible scene <laughs> yes 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 we call that like i call that the captain america moment yes yes oh you're totally correct mm-hmm. i can see the similarities in that with the imagery um my number six film fast and furious four i thought about putting this higher i did love it but i and i think it's the one that opened the door for fast five to come back like i think the studios recognized there was a, still an audience for these films and spurred on a billion dollar industry probably more than that at this point now we're getting to my uh like less favorites i'm just gonna be okay 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 number seven too fast too furious haven't seen this one in a long time should have i was like thinking maybe i should have watched it too but i just at the end of the day didn't like i know it's great i love paul walker he's out there i actually discovered and i'm sure aficionados like yourself know this there's like a short between the first and second oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of, of brian like driving to Miami. <laughs> oh yeah it's terrible that's the one thing that like i don't i try not to criticize any of this but that's the one thing i'll be like no that's terrible like that's yeah. it's it's very bad it's a music video with, with like sh- it's a music video for a shitty temp song that they didn't replace just like <laughs> yeah okay yeah, yeah. yeah, that was so I remember discovering that and Too Fast Too Furious like it, it introduces us to some pivotal characters obviously that come to be part of the family. That's that's ludicrous, right? Ludicrous is in there. He's he's coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That mm-hmm. so that's important. You know, it's not one of my favorites. So that's number 7. Now, number 8 and 9 like I didn't mean for this symmetry to happen, but the fate of the furious and um, F nine are eight and nine for me. Oh no! I know. I see. I see what's happening here with number ten. This is another going to break Joe's heart again. Okay. I know. Yeah. I'm so sorry. But so the fate of the furious. I liked Charlize in that role, and there's some parts of that film I really do enjoy. But at the end of the day, it's just not comparing to Fast Five for me. It's not comparing to Fast and Furious Six or the original. And then I recently saw F nine. I mean, in terms of action, fantastic. But the dialogue of that film was just not connecting with me on a level. Okay. Like I, I was just like, the family is, it feels a little tried and tried. And But what happened to Mr. Nobody? Did they ever tell me? Our, our best guess is that they're going to set it up for future movies. That they're going to talk about it in 10-1 or 10-2. But, but yeah, like, they didn't say anything definitively. He's yeah, we not- don't know. Yeah, he's just he just disappeared. His plane went down. That's all we know. Yep. And also, I know um, it just I, I think you guys maybe even have mentioned this, but it also I mean, it seems like they Charlize, her role was very like sitting behind here, sitting behind there. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. Did she not want to have a fight with anyone? Did she not want to act a little bit? Like, what are you doing? Or drive something? Anything? Right. Any like anything like I don't know. It just when they go back and retroactively try to like be like, oh, and he also had a brother. Whoever played Vin Diesel in like 1989, that was like Benicio del Toro light. That did not look like Vin Diesel. I couldn't Thank convince. You. I could not convince myself that was Vin Diesel. I was like, who is this man? Everybody said he's a great. He was a great actor, and a lot of people say he looked like Vin Diesel. For me, I I just couldn't get. No, like, I didn't think that he looked like him. His eye color was different. Something that fundamentally should not change in however many years. It also was like, is Vin Diesel that tall? And why is he that tall in 1989? (laughs) And then finally, my last ranking, it's Tokyo Drift. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's sad. Do you not like Tokyo Drift? You just like it less than the rest of them. I like it less than the rest. And I will say, 
some of the timeline stuff does get to me and I'm kind of like, when did this happen? <laughs> what okay. year did this happen? And so I think it's just not having enough of the key characters. I just... I really crave that family, you know. I, I crave that connection with the family, and that's fair. Yeah, that's that's how so, I stand. So after you saw four in theaters, that was the, that was the first one you saw. Did you go back and watch one, two, and three, or how, where did those fall in in your in your history? I definitely went back and watched the first one, and I think I caught it on like TNT or something like that because mm. I well, feel like it, drama. They, I remember thinking, oh, like okay, they're like. DVD thieves. Okay, like I, I get this, and then like, oh, they're helping the drug lord in the fourth one, and then in, in like by like seven, I'm just like, oh, they're saving the world. <laughs> oh, they're saving the world again. Like, it's just I, I remember watching that one, Too Fast, Too Furious. I think I probably caught after that as well, and I remember being like, oh, but like, where's Finn? Like, where's the rest of the Toretto fam? Like, I, I I kind of was like, oh, maybe we're going in a different direction. And I, as well as everyone else in the world, didn't really see the franchise possibilities after the second one. And then I guess I must have watched Tokyo Drift. I watched Tokyo Drift much later, I think, because I didn't realize I was missing a pivotal one. I think that influenced why it's not ranked very high for me. Well, that's like that's I think that's a fair. I mean, Joe, Joe is. I mean, we both love Tokyo Drift, but he's kind of the uh, the diehard Tokyo Drift. I feel like that's a fair defense of a final of a of a tenth place ranking. I think. Yeah, yeah, I just didn't see it in the the normal like it wasn't part of my normal origin story. Let's just say. So now, before we talk about the movie, we got some very hard hitting either or questions and some open ended. But like these are you know, there's no wrong answers. Whatever you want to okay. do. If you need clarification, if you need insight into what these things are happy to help okay. but are you ready to find out who you are in the fastverse yeah i am it's time do you consider yourself more of a brian or a dom are you brian o'connor you dominic toretto it's more of a brian for me i think i give off that sort of like maybe always trying to like race always trying to like beat the the main guy but also might be a cop no no not that part <laughs> but, um, I think I have more of that vibe less of a I, I think I, I speak more I'm more verbose but Vin is saying like three words max and so I just think I resonate a little bit more with Brian all right Makes are sense. you more of a Mia or a Letty I think I want to be more of a Letty because she's such a badass but I think at the end of the day I might be a Mia just like on the radio being like take this left guys so I think I'll have to say Mia <laughs> So now in that first movie, we have Mia, and she and Brian are in the kitchen doing dishes. And Vince comes in drunk, and Vince is picking on Brian. And Mia, to get back at Vince, gets the name of the restaurant that he wants to take her to, and she says, Brian, you can take me there. But the way that she gets Vince, like jogs Vince's memory, is she says, you know, it's got the wood tables, the little red candles, the plantains, the food all over the place. Pick a deal. Juhi, if, if we... We're going to take you to a restaurant as a thank you for doing the podcast. And we described it as having food all over the place. <laughs> what does that connote in your mind? How? What do you see? How do you picture that? When you hear the phrase food all over the place describing a restaurant, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? What do you see? What do you think of? I, I think of dinner theater and there's going to be like a food fight. And that's part of it. And it's like sleep no more except a dinner restaurant. Dinner theater. We never got that one before. I like that. That's high concept. I like that a lot, too. That is. It's yeah. very... Guys, that's what I bring cultured. to this podcast. A cultured perspective. You <laughs> do. For sure. Are you more of a Tej or a Roman? Uh, Tej, I would say. I'm more back there on the computer. I Maybe a little Circuits. less... Circuits. 
Yes, yeah. that could be me. That could be me. Numbers or whatever his new thing is. Numbers, yeah, now. Yeah, like, <laughs> they've just, their roles have been so augmented now that they just all sure. do everything. As a California native, I, I assume I know where this is going. I don't know if you're a native, but as a current California resident, mm-hmm. are you more a fan of In-N-Out or Whataburger? Oh, it's In-N-Out, yeah. For yeah, sure. of course it is. Yeah. yeah. Now, you mentioned this before in your joke about yourself, well, you're more of a Brian, you're like, maybe you're a cop. Brian is a cop of questionable repute because Brian is either great at his job or terrible at his job. We don't know. But do you think, is Brian O'Connor a good cop or a bad cop? Or good at his job, bad at his job? However you want to answer that. But we're trying to get a sense of like, is Brian, in the thing that he chooses to do to make money at the beginning of this franchise, is he good at it? I don't think he is good at it in the fact that that's his career and his job, but I think he's a good cop in the sense that he's no longer a cop and he was just like, I'm not doing this anymore. Good call. Yeah. Giving up on it is the best cop you can be. I agree. Absolutely. That's what I, that's what I honestly think. We pull a job and we, the three of us steal $30 million and we're like, all right, we're going to go to... Vegas, we're going to go to Atlantic City, we're going to go to Monte Carlo, we're going to go to Rio, wherever we're going to go, we're going to go to a casino, we're going to go to the roulette table. Okay. Are you going to bet your money on red, or are you going to bet it on black? I'm going to bet it on red, and I knew this Ooh. question was coming because I listened to some of your previous podcasts, so I thought about yeah. this. I re- I'm going red, and um, I also thought about what my outfit would be, gold sequin dress, don't worry about it. Perfect, um, <laughs> nice. Love but that I'm, detail. I'm going, I'm going red, just because I like... I like to vision my, or envision myself in kind of like a bond as like we're at Monte Carlo, you know, like you guys are in yep. tuxes. Um, I'm like, put it all on red, you know, in that kind of way. And so that's, I, I just like the way that sounded more. Cool. Okay. I appreciate it. Yep, that was that a good fashion choice. Now on that job, were you out in the field pulling the job or were you back in HQ as support? Are you a racer or are you a designer? What if I was neither of those and I was the person that was your guys' Mark, but then I brought you into the dark side and now we're all on the same team. You're the Mark Giselle? Mark and Mole. Okay. Oh, yeah. the Giselle. I yeah. like that. Cool. That's pretty good. I like that. That's yeah. new. Listen, if I'm going down, y'all are going down with me. Are you more a fan of American muscle or imports? When it comes to cars, American muscle or imports? I think I would probably have to say imports just because okay. and this is like this is so, such a lame answer keep in mind i i like i'm like cars you know pretty but i'll just drive my prius from now until the end of time like i don't need sure to, okay I need but i do like the idea of like um audi or a volvo those are imports right oh my god mm-hmm. yeah yeah the, i like i like safe imports <laughs> that's really where okay. i live <laughs> big audi fan that works yeah. for me is the word oil one syllable or two Okay, I just had to do a, some claps to figure it out. I think for me, it's oil. I I think, no, hold on. <laughs> okay, one. I'm going one. Okay. Oil. Are you more a fan? Do you prefer, when you're drinking, are you more a fan of Corona or Belgian ale? Um, I will say Corona. I'm not a big fan of beer, which is, I mean, Vin Diesel somewhere is like right around of the next film. How dare she? <laughs> um, but I would say Corona's because I, I will occasionally get them with uh, like tacos or something, but yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to get Belgian ale. It's a no for me. And for that reason, you're out. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. So now Juhi, on a job, you are the mark and the mole, but we're like, okay, we need you to do what you need. You need to do what you need to do best. You need to shine bright like only Roman and Juhi can. And we need you to sing a song, acapella style, karaoke style, 
in front of a room of people, what song are you singing? Justin Timberlake's Cry Me a River. Oh, okay. good pick. I've been singing that in my car a lot. I've just been like... The I... remix, the original, the 50 Cent remix, which version of the 50 Cent remix? Because there's two. Well, if we're going just acapella, do we want 50 Cent in the background? <laughs> do we feel good about that? I think probably just the original. It, it, there's a remix with 50 Cent? I did not know that. There's two. There's a good intro version and a not good intro version, and the good intro version is very good. If you guys wow. know what I'm talking about, you know. Things okay, don't. now I'm okay. gonna do some. I'm gonna do some investigation. No, I mean I would just pick like the normal one, but then I I would probably like the the original, and then just maybe have Timbaland in the back, sort of doing the beats. <laughs> if you do it, then I can do the Fifty Cent parts because it kind of sounds like the original, anyways. Oh, we sound you. like we're the dream team. I think that's perfect. So now I need to pull the job alone because all of a sudden Joe's like, no, 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 she needs help singing. I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. Joe, we need to She rob. doesn't even know the 50 cent parts. Just wait. <laughs> it's really important to this, to this like kind of, you know, this plan we have in this job. I, I'm still wearing the gold sequin dress. It's very that's important fine. to me. Okay, perfect. great. Knowing you would be safe either way, would you rather drive a car into a plane taking off or out of a plane that's in the air and parachute to the ground? You're safe either way. You're not going to die. You're not going to do a car crash. Driving a car into or out of a plane? I think into because I would feel safer with it like with my – like I would be driving in and then I would be – they would close the back really quickly and I would feel like encased and that would give me a lot of safety and peace of mind. Makes okay. sense. I agree. Yeah. Like a warm hug from a plane. Yep. Absolutely. But think about if you're like getting off of a plane, it's like you're going to hit the ground. Like that could be a, I don't know, like how far from the ground are you? It could be a bit of a bumpy getting Oh, out sure. Of, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. You're going to be safe, but it might not be comfortable. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not trying to do that right now. Now, if we describe, if you hear a person described as no knees blank, no knees Joe, no knees Denise, whatever, you hear somebody describe like that, what does that mean to you? Someone having no knees? What does that mean? Like lacking fortitude, like lacking like a steel, I almost went steel stomach, but that doesn't have anything. Like I would imagine if you don't have knees, like you feel weak at the knees easily. Something like Mm. freaks you out easily. Would you rather die if you had to pick in a fiery explosion or by drowning in icy water? Um, okay, that's probably the icy water would feel like fire after a while, right? So is that probably how- it would probably it would probably burn your lungs, sure. But is the fiery oh you know, I'm gonna go fiery explosion because I just feel like the runtime of that is <laughs> quicker. <laughs> sure. Okay. A lot more people pick fiery explosion, but like I don't neither's good. Neither's good option. It's not great. Not. Revenge of the nerds or the dark knight? The dark knight. One of the best openings of all time, I would say. We need to add like a like a Star Wars question for F nine. Like, well, that's why you... we're gonna we're gonna have a first time. Juvie, you're gonna be the first person to answer not this question, but the next question. Okay. Yeah. The first one to be asked, which is a new question. We're gonna get there, but first, yeah, it's like Game of Thrones or Star Wars, basically, right? Like Hobbs <laughs> yeah, and Shaw. Exactly. Yeah. What is more overworked into the thing? <laughs> Juvie, are you more of a Hobbs or a Shaw? more of a, a Deckard Shaw, I believe. And I, I, know, I know why I want to be that. I like that he's, like, British. I like that he's, like, yeah. part of this, like, crime family syndicate. His mom is Helen Mirren. That's dope as hell. Yeah, um, sure is. I was, like, I think I was reading something about Vin Diesel and Helen Mirren's chemistry in F9, and I was Oh, yeah. Movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have kissed. Yeah. I was, like, I was, like, kiss. Kiss now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like I just like a weirdo to the screen, but anyway, yeah, I just I like Deckard Shaw's 
family business. Not to suggest that The Rock doesn't have like a good, you know, Hots has that family as well. You know, I, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. It would have been so cool if um, Aquaman actually did turn out to be his brother. That would have been oh cool. yeah that was Momoa. yeah. Yeah, right. It would have been that would have been awesome. But yeah, I think I just like the and and now uh, no spoilers again. But I mean, sorry, this is a spoiler. I don't know why I said no. It's happening. Um, the idea that like Deckard Shaw didn't kill one part of the family that was a major holdup. I had like a really major holdup. But now, of course, he's fine. And who knows how that's going to shake out? Because we don't know even after seeing nine. But here, speaking yeah. of nine, and speaking of brothers, and speaking of family, this is our first three answer option question wow you're the first person to get this asked to get asked this question an honor you guys thank you for having me (laughs) are you more of an owen shaw not deckard but owen are you more of a mateo who is roman reigns who's hobbs's brother in hobbs and shaw or are you more jacob john cena in f9 this is a brother question are you more of an owen a mateo or a jacob Okay, I'm absolutely not a Jacob. <laughs> I'm just going to be very clear about that. I I don't I don't think I'm I'm a Mateo. I, I think that I remember the guy that you guys are talking about, but I yeah. don't think I'm him. I think I just have to go with Owen by default. Yeah, I mean, I just I as I've said, I just feel like I really like that crime syndicate family. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Owen. And once again, like your answer from earlier, Helen Mirren is your mom. Ah, uh, still amazing. She's so pretty. We should kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a different kind of kiss if she's your mom, but I get it. Oh, I, get where you're I, from. I meant, uh, yeah. Okay, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to take that back. Good point. Now, the final question before we kick off with a different question. I got to I gotta figure out ways to say this because it's, it's not the final question because I have so many questions and build the questions. But do you have a favorite character in these movies? Do I, like any character in any movie? In, in, the, yeah. in the Fast and Furious movies, not just like in Iron Man. No, Man. no, no. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. No, I was going to. Tony Stark. <laughs> How did you yes. know? No, no. So, okay, so I think I'm going to say, I, I think it's Letty. I really do, especially okay. when she came back. Like, I, I like Letty the best. You know, you said earlier about the short film between one and two. Have you seen Los Bondoleros, the short film before four that Vin Diesel directed? No, I haven't. You should <laughs> seek that out, especially if you like Letty. Yeah. You it's a 20-minute film. Oh, my god! It's gosh. basically a Dom and Letty love story. So adorable. It's great. Okay. Los Bandoleros. Los Bandoleros. What does that mean? That's a the very bandits? good question. The bandits, yeah. That's, well, that's what, what I was is guessing. It? it just, yeah, bandits. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Okay. Well, I'll watch it. I'll watch it immediately after this. So now to kick off the conversation about five, which it's basically going to be whatever you want to talk about with five, we can talk about with five. But this lap, because we saw nine... Because there's this mysterious backstory for Jacob, who you are not. Uh, (laughs) We don't know where John Cena's been. We kind of have a sense of, like, where he went after he left the family, so on and so forth. But in this world of Fast Five, or at this time, this doesn't have to be in the movie, because he's not in the movie. But where is Jacob at this point in 2011, or if we time shifted to 2014, whatever, however time works in this world. Where is Jacob during the events of Fast Five? Again, no wrong answers. If you need time to think about it, you can. I have an idea, but Juhi Joe hit me with something. Where is Jacob in all of this during the during as we're dragging the safe through the streets of Rio? Where's Jacob at? I, this is not really what I think, but what if he's just like in a coffee shop in Rio and he sees the safe go by and it destroys the coffee shop he's in? Like he's just like, oh wow, my family. <laughs> I don't very, actually. Very very well could be. I don't it's actually. Perfect. Think that, but I would think he's like doing like kind of like 
I don't know if it, mercenary work is the right word. Maybe he's like, I mean, it, was it, I'm like already forgetting, but did he work for Mr. Nobody at some point? This like, is yes. exactly where I was going. Yep. yep. Yeah. So maybe he's being, re- he's like just been recruited from Mr. Nobody only like, I don't know, five. He's like in the first five years of working for him. Maybe he's in like, you know, South America somewhere. Maybe, no, they're in South America. Let's pick a different continent. Maybe he's in like Mozambique and he's just doing some mercenary work for Mr. Nobody by extension of the CIA or something like that. Joe, what yeah. about you? Where Where is John Cena? Where is Jacob? I was thinking the same things because, like, you know, Mr. Nobody said in F9 that Giselle was working for him when he was dealing with Compost and Braga, right? Yep. Same yeah. Mm-hmm. Compost mm-hmm. is Braga. It feels like Jacob has to be doing jobs for Mr. Nobody at this time. So I feel like he's kind of in the background of this, like, kind of, like, watching what's happening. Okay. He also could be a card dealer or, like, the guy... A guy working at the roulette table at the casino at the end. Okay. I like that. Okay. First of all, is Mr. Nobody the only, like, CIA handler in this entire world? <laughs> like, is there he's nobody He's beyond else? CIA. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's, he's, like, he's a, in a different, different organization it. we don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the shadow organization. That yes. Is, yes. I remember this. But I also, like, I kind of want to, I still, I want, what if, like, John Cena's working for, like, Eva Mendez's character. Like, I really want her to be back in this universe, too. And they kind of yeah. pretended she would be, so... Would love it, yeah. That would be cool, too. I think, yeah. So for four, my thing was that he was keeping tabs on the family in L.A., kind of working for Braga, Campos, whatever. Like, and he was a he was a bodyguard or a bouncer at that bar, whatever, yep. right? Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. I agree that he's probably working for Mr. Nobody, but I think his current assignment is to infiltrate... The DSS. Oh, like Elena. He's he's working. Well, no, Elena is a Brazilian cop. If he would have gotten chosen instead of Elena, like what if he was like the first option and and the Rock is like, no, I want Elena. Well, that's a different thing. No, I think he's working alongside the Rock, but he's just not in the events of this movie. But he's also kind of keeping tabs on the Rock. Like in, in some version of this world, Mr. Nobody is... Kind of like his Guardians of the Galaxy character. Like, he's just, like, a planet, and Mm -hmm. he just sees the future somehow and knows that we're going to need to keep tabs on all these people. And so he just sees – he's like, we need to pay attention to this guy in the DSS. Jacob, get a job on his team. You're not going to be in the shit with your family. Mm -hmm. But it's going to help you keep tabs on your family and also on this guy, Lucas Rebecca Hobbs. Yes. Because okay. oh. I do think that most of the people in the Brazilian police force are just crooked cops, like insignificant, worthless, not even worth discussing here. Um, Elena, the only one of merit there because she is pure of heart or whatever, right? But mm-hmm. like... I have like a side tangent on yeah. this note. Can I can I just have like yeah, yeah, a yeah. second of your thoughts? I know you said when we were recording the intro, you had thoughts about Vince. And as I was watching it, you know, that kind of stuck in my head. And I was thinking, is there a chance that Vince is working for Mr. Nobody in this one? They probably wish they did that now. (laughs) Because Giselle had already worked for Mr. Nobody. So he kind of like has this attachment to Giselle here. He eventually gets Han to work for him. And Vince doesn't seem like he's fully committed to working for this drug dealer. And when you watch it through that perspective, like all of his actions seems like he's trying to like somehow fuck this drug dealer out of his money too like he's like trying to steal the chip but he doesn't really want to give it to him and like he tries to get it from them it kind of seems like he's working for like some other person 
I think they could retcon that, but yeah. I, again, I think like Juhi said, like I don't think that they had any plans for that, but I think no. that could be something that they, because I think he's just kind of like a bumbling fool who like is trying to go clean, but can't actually go clean, right? So maybe that's I the reason so he could, he could use that chip and be like, give it to Mr. Nobody and be like, this is my clean slate. Like I want to go back to LA. 1327. Yeah. Yeah. Want to bring my son, want to bring my wife, like let me go back. So my, my thoughts on Vince returning, I think Vince is dead. I don't think the Vince is coming back, but yeah. at the end, and when Dom leaves his wife and little Nico the money, yeah. he says, see you soon. And I can see her. I don't know what the actress's name is. I don't know what the character's name is. I just know little Nico. I think we've talked about little Nico coming back and like palling around with Jack and baby Brian or whatever. But sense. like, yeah. Joining the I family. I can see her, yeah, as like, hey, we need help, all the help we can get. And they call on their Brazilian connect, who's now just this woman like living like a under the radar but like you know well off lifestyle and moving out of the favelas yeah Yeah. absolutely i mean it might even be that like this might be a step too far but i think her name is rosa like obviously with reyes down there's going to be a hole that needs to be filled like she could start running oh she goes evil wow okay evil or that she just like she keeps it so like maybe she's pretending to be evil but keeps the flavellas safe keeps with all that money like she puts it back into the community kind of is what i was thinking sure I also think, and I don't. This might have been something that we talked about, like in in Wes's email or not. I don't remember. But I think in terms of the like spinoff movies, we could almost do like a where did they go after the first movie, where like Leon goes and does his thing, Vince goes and does his thing. We find out where Letty is during the events of two, and like that's a way to bring like Matt Schultz, the actor, back. I mean, he would be again twenty years older than he was in two thousand one, but like. We could find out maybe what happened to him, how he got to Brazil. I don't think there's like a Vince movie, but I think that there could be like either, you know, yeah. a mini series or something where just like, the back this stories. is where the family was. Yeah, between one and four, this Each is where they dispersed. It would just to. be the title. It would be like Letty. It would be Dom. It would be Vince. Yeah. Ooh, like, you I could like just, that. Like Netflix, produce it. Call us Netflix. We're ready. <laughs> he says that he's been like on the run, but how did he get on the run when they picked him up? With, like, a police helicopter. Oh, yeah. At the end of one is what you're talking Brian about. Because Brian calls, yeah, Brian calls, like, a police yeah. helicopter. And they don't, like, break Vince out of jail. So, like, I assume that he would be like, okay, we're saving you because you got shot, but you're instantly going to jail at the same time. Maybe that's Vince one of this Netflix series. He's, like, in a hospital, handcuffed to, like, his bed, and then he escapes. That would be wild. Also, I was going to say, I would watch, and I know they wouldn't do this, but if F10 was just Jacob, like John Cena's Jacob, like superimposed in like a million scenes from one through nine, just like in the background <laughs> somewhere, like like you see like the younger version of himself, like at, there's like a barbecue in the first one and he's just oh, like yeah. in the background looking over the house. And then you see, you see like the fourth one and they're like in that club and he's just like at the bar, but like looks around. Like if he was, I would kind of watch a movie about that too i am interested i've mentioned on here before but the x-files did an episode like that called the lost art of forehead sweat and it was in the reboot era and like it's not only like one of the best not reboot but like the they made two seasons like like 15 years after the show went off the air and they're they're largely okay they're not great but this episode is not only one of the best of the new episodes but also one of the best episodes probably of all time and it just it's exactly that it's just this guy like no i was there guys i was there too and they (laughs) superimpose him in on like a handful of scenes, like even in the opening credits, he's like in there too. So wow. like the technology is there. It's an amazing, it's a hilarious episode. So yeah, I mean, obviously we would watch it, but also it could happen. Sure, absolutely. Why not? I want, <laughs> I want to believe <laughs> that that Jacob, thank you, John Cena 
is Vin Diesel's brother. It's just you can't introduce it in the ninth film. You needed to do it in like the third one. Well, yeah, they're they're yeah. yeah. So actually, I have, I have a question here about that too. Not about that, but something where when Paul Walker died, like everything reset and they had to figure yeah. out where they were going to go to. But like in this movie. So I think that's why, like, they're just like, oh, yeah, just like, you know, Dom has a baby now, and Dom has a brother now, and whatever. Just like, well, we got to figure out, like, stories to tell or whatever. So I, I think it's just, like, they probably, maybe, possibly had a plan in place that they had to completely abort and just figure out a new thing. But my question here is that at one point, the Brian is talking to Dom. This is, I think, the I remember everything about my father. And Brian says... I don't even remember what my father looked like. And I'm wondering if this was going to be a thing where Brian's father came back. Oh. Because I don't think they would do that now because I think just bringing Brian back is like the thing to do there. Like whether it's, you know, a, uh, like one of Paul's brothers or like CGI or whatever, right? But like, I wonder if that was something that they were like seeding like... Brian has family stuff too, and like I wonder if we if that was ever in the idea, like to expand the family and be like, well, here's Brian's father, and he's either like good or evil, or like he's Mister Nobody or whatever. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But like I wonder this time. I was just like, I wonder if that's a thing that they ever were going to do something with that we just you know can't or won't now. I kind of wish they still would, and they could use what? Why isn't it Brian's brother? And they use Paul Walker's brother. Like he's been willing to work with the production before. Like they mm-hmm. could still fill out his family and be like, or or what if his daughter, like Meadow, his daughter, right? Like what if she came yeah. back as like his sister? Like now she's old enough. Like he doesn't need to be there. Not necessarily his daughter, but I, I mean, or you know, anyone really. I think it's possible to still fill out the roles of his family too. Yeah. Yeah. Listen now, Juhi, I've, I've talked enough. This is now your time to shine. What about Fast Five do you love? Things you want to talk about? Points, characters, plot moments, action scenes, anything you want. The floor is yours. Hit us with your takes on Fast Five. Well, first of all, Joey, I've been shining since minute one of this podcast. How dare you? You absolutely have. I'm not saying that you haven't been. But I'm just saying now you can shine even brighter. Okay, so you had said something before that I've been thinking about where you had said, like, however time makes sense in this universe. And I, I'm here to tell you it does not in no way. Oh, yeah, definitely not. No, no, no. Um, but I, so the way that I approached this is I hadn't seen Fast Five in a long time. So I decided to watch it and I decided to take notes on it, like, kind of scene by scene, minute by minute. Sometimes I got, like, too into the movie and then I forgot I was taking notes and I was like, oh, my God. Um, But I just kind of started in the beginning and I I read some trivia as well to kind of ground it in what, like, could have been in this film. And I know you guys probably know a lot of the trivia, but kind of the beginning of the film uh, starts right away from the the heist at the end of four, like, you know, they're going to get Vin out of there. And I remember, I I don't think I've ever had this thought before, but the bus crash scene and like, you know, getting him out of there, it reminded me so much of the bus crash and the fugitive. And I I hope that's not like a totally weird tangent, but I was like, I I think I've just been watching films where there's been a lot of like bus crashes and people and, and people escaping who are supposed to be going to jail. And so that was kind of the first thing that stuck out to me. No, that's not a weird tangent. That's fine. That's kind of what I was thinking. And then I read an IMDb trivia, which I'm sure you guys know that Tommy Lee Jones was in consideration to be Hobbs. I'm sure you guys knew that, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So insane. And then I was like, wow, I'm on the fugitive wavelength right here. I'm with the film. So that was kind of the first thing that stuck out to me. Dragging the safe through the streets of Rio is an iconic scene. I'll never forget it. It's the number one thing I think 
think of. I think it's so intelligently done. I didn't realize that this time around, like they had a different plan and then they just adapted it to be this plan all of a sudden. Like, did they? Yeah, yeah that's like so. How do they do that on the fly so quickly? I'm not that creative. Not definitely not enough to make a different plan, but they seem to do really well with making weird different plans whenever they feel like it. I got goosebumps at one point when like they're trying they're like, no, we have to leave. We can't do the plan. And then Hobbes is like, I'll ride with you, Toretto. And I was like, damn, that's such a good line. It's amazing. <laughs> He's gonna ride with him like in in the plan, in life, in a car. <laughs> I was just like, oh that's fantastic. And anytime there was like there's always room for family. Like I was just like, you guys, like this is it. This is the family. We're here. I did bump against some of Roman's lines. I thought they were very sexist and misogynistic. I think I believe he says that's a whole lot of activity. He uses like a different yeah vaginal was, activity. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so uncomfortable. I'm like, sir, what yeah. are you saying? And then like when Giselle comes, they're like sexy legs like when do they open like why was yep. that okay to say <laughs> i'm really confused like not appropriate at all what well what do you what do you think of roman overall because roman's been in a bunch of these movies and my my my, my history with roman has been well documented in the pod that i've been up and down with him but where do you fall on roman do you generally like him is it just like this movie where you don't like him or is he one character that like you don't really care about in general because i think he's one for for a somewhat secondary character a lot of people have a lot of strong opinions on Romy Rome. I think I like him more now than I did in the past because I like that he knew, like, he's part of Brian's past and Brian's not really in the movies anymore. And I think he had a really close relationship with Paul Walker. And so it just yeah. that, like, also makes me kind of sad and like him a little bit more. But then there's this funny scene that I think of. I think it's in Fate of the Furious where he's, like, taking it all personally. He's not, like, in the top... 10 or something of the most wanted yeah and then like he like takes down the on the ice like there's that missile kind of thing and he's like i don't even he's like am i number 11 now like i remember laughing so much at that i don't know i liked him a little bit less in f9 overall i'm pretty mid-level with him i will say i like i like tej a lot more i like i like ludicrous's character i like han giselle tyrese is kind of like he's lower like what skill is he bringing to the table like he can just talk a lot like comic relief yeah Yeah, he's the he's the chameleon in this movie he can blend in Mm -hmm. but like he doesn't even blend in like he's bad at his job like he's not good like he fails immediately so yeah i just feel like tej is good at like opening the safe like han is han and giselle are really good drivers like they actually like bring a little bit of gravitas to it and then i don't know tyree roman is just like i'm here i'm a slick talker but are you, sir? Like, I don't think so. So I, I'm just kind of like mid-level on him. I'm going to be the first okay. to play. Like, when, Fair enough. When he goes into like the the cop, like the they have to get the remote control car and he's like trying to sweet talk that woman. I was just like, I'm not, I'm not amused by this. Like, I don't think you're doing that good of a job. And from what I see, like, is he even that good of a driver? He seems fine, but I don't know. He just has history with with Paul Walker. With with I mean, I think Paul Walker in, in real life, but also just with Brian in the movies. Yeah. That he they just he's just he's around because Brian's there. Yeah. But actually, I have to do question. About, I do have a question about that. Do they just leave that RC car in the police station? Because yeah, I yeah. think so. Does that doesn't set off any red alerts or like alarms to people there like hey where, where'd this car come from well maybe they had what are the two guys who speak spanish what are their names leo and santos or yeah. rico and tego as they might be called in this movie unclear 
Uh, yeah, so maybe when they were in the police station, like, fixing it, maybe they just, like, picked it up on their way back. They're like, oh, we have to go check out a leak in this room, and then they grabbed it. Yeah, okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. If they're already there, I think it's best to, yeah, I, I mean, there was just some parts, again, in this film that I bumped up against, like, some of the dialogue against women, and then I, I think it was okay when Giselle got the handprint on her, <laughs> because, like, she was like, I'm gonna do this, like, I'm kind of in control, and so I gave that a pass, like, she was like, I'm gonna do it. No one told her she had to, you know, she's like, no, don't worry. Like, this is the way we're going to do it. Hold on. Wait, before you go further about that scene, because I was I was looking for I have a separate question. I'll get to in a second. But I was looking for a certain character's name. And there's someone who's uncredited in the movie, but like added herself or her agent added herself to IMDb. And she's hot beach girl. And I'm like, that's a a very bad name because like. When you think of hot beach girl in this movie, like it's, it's just Giselle. Giselle. Like that's yeah. like, and I know that Giselle has a name. I mean, she barely has a name. Like we, she they don't mention her name, her name once, right? Exactly. Yes. And this is the second movie in a row, basically, where they don't say her name, or they maybe say it once or whatever, right? So it's not great there. But like, I understand. You know, I, I, maybe it's the girl who goes up to Reyes first, who like she gets the idea from. But still, don't be like the one that like maybe. To some people, probably a lot of people, like the memorable scene in this movie is that handprint scene. And so don't don't call your character, which, you know, uncredited, you can name yourself basically whatever you want to be named. Don't name yourself Hot Beach Girl. No, you're right. a hotter, different Peach Girl. It's just like a weird, like, oh, I'm Hot Peach Girl. It's like Giselle. It's like, no, 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 the other one. It's like, I don't remember another one. There's, there's only one that I remember. Like, <laughs> would, it's just you, a very weird would you have detail. preferred she was Hot Beach Girl too? <laughs> like, she just put a, a two next to her name, or yeah, Hot maybe, Beach Girl yeah. Cartel Lover? Like, do you, would sure. you prefer if she was like closer to yes, that? Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, just give it a little more specificity. So the character that I was looking for is when they win those cars. We don't see the race, but Brian yeah. and Dom go to get the cars, and they go to this like outdoor basically brazilian race wars right they meet up with a guy and they're like you know dominic toretto blah 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 like there's a reputation there or whatever in a newer movie that would be someone like that would be like cardi or that would be iggy azalea like that would be someone of note and i'm like is this a guy that we know because like it just feels like somebody we should know and i looked it up this guy i think Luis de Salva Jr., who is best known for his role as Diogo, not Diego, but Diogo in Fast Five. Okay. So he's best known for this movie, this one scene, but he's from New Jersey. Like, he's just like a dude. Like, he's just like a working actor and like stunt guy. I was, I, I spent more time like, is this a guy that I should know? Like, is he a Brazilian pop star? Is he a Brazilian rapper? No. No. And he's just a dude. And it's like, oh, cool. If that was today, like, Joe, you agree, like, it would be someone like, yeah. you know, Brazil, Brazil's number one, like, you know, yeah. what, whoever, right? But, Radio DJ. No, even. it would be that rapper. The, what's the one that, like, Maluma that everyone likes? It would be somebody like that. No, sure. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. It would be, like, somebody like that. Just they cast an actor. It's like, cool. Good good for you. I mean, like, he, it works, but it just feels like that's, like, a thing you write as a cameo. He's best known for this. So, like, it's not a cameo. I don't know. It's, I mean, maybe they didn't They didn't have the juice to get someone at this point. Like, you know, Fast Five. I mean, ha- they get ha- The Rock. Oh, well, they probably true. paid. Eh, true, true. Okay. I guess that's a good point. The franchise is not then what it is now. That's fair. That's a fair thing to say. But also, yeah. it's the fifth movie in a franchise that is very popular. And I don't know. Who knows? Anyway. Anyway, Juhi, go on. Keep going. Please. No, I mean, that's like, I, I think it would have been, like, 
a rapper or somebody like somebody yeah. on the scene that we know yeah. somebody that's like kind of important at this point for this particular uh like scene i had written down i love a street race under an underpass in brazil this is worth the price of admission that was my hot take <laughs> like just not even the fact that you don't even see the race just just the vibe of the race i was like i like this, <laughs> this yeah it okay. feels dangerous it feels secret yeah, it feels like something's about to go down, and I kind of liked it. I was, and and I think you guys have spoken about this before, but what a power move! You don't even see the race, but you just yep. know no. that. I know they've done that in like, is it in like like Goodfellas? They've done that where you just like don't see like the robbery, you see the thing after. In, like a lot of films do that, and and I I always I always like it. It kind of that's kind of like the point, not the point, but like that's the point of Reservoir Dogs, right? Like it's not the diamond heist; it's like oh, how it's it all Reservoir broke Dogs. bad, yes, right? Yes. So yeah. There's a couple other scenes to me that are really overall in this movie that that I was like, oh, I want to I want to point this out. When you guys asked me about the Dark Knight, like they burn the money just like the Joker does. They're like, we're not here for the yep. money. We're here to make like a. It's true. Did this come up before or after? Like, no, right around the three, same time. Three years after Dark Knight yeah. was 08. Yeah, Dark. So it was, oh, four. Four came out right around the Dark Knight. Yeah. And it's a year after the Dark Knight, but yeah, same same ish. And then this is like a year before Dark Knight Rises. Or okay. so. Yes. A year or two before. Yeah. Yeah, so. absolutely. So I, I remember like I've never noticed that similarity before. So that sure. that made me quite happy. Um I was kinda I was looking up just except 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 the, the different means to a very different end though the oh, joker's yeah. burning it just to cause chaos these guys are burning it to steal the rest of it so yeah it's like, yeah, like, true they're like we're burning the money we want chaos but we also need the other like how much is it like 110 million or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. they're like at the end of the day we do in fact want money yes for the beginning of the film when they're you know stealing those cars uh, my my really like poignant note was incredible high scene no notes <laughs> so uh, perfect quite quite a lot to to bring in there with the train and them cutting it out oh and stuff. that is just that is amazing but also Paul Walker Vin Diesel they're like driving they know they're gonna go off they go off the cliff and then they get into the water with the car and they're fine they're fine you guys nothing totally happened fine. they're totally yep. fine seeing that and I, w- I would pay to go see that in theaters again i wonder if i could just run out of theater and be like we gotta watch fast five maybe cinemark was letting us run out theaters but I don't, we, they only had certain movies you could pick and fast five yeah. was not one of them or i would have done yeah it. amc is still doing private rentals but yeah it's a handful of it's it's not a fast and furious movie unfortunately but you know well, well i'm canceling my stubs membership unacceptable to me so another thing that it was nice to see vince again and i know we talked about him a lot it's a little hard for me to get past, so I told you guys I rewatched the first one, and within the mm-hmm. first yeah. five minutes, there is a oh, um, I know, yep, mm-hmm. there's yep. a homophobic the slur. fat burger line, yep. yeah, 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 and I was just like, what is going on? I totally, I, I didn't even remember that. That I mean, I've, I've watched it on TV though, so probably that's why. I wonder what the TV edit is of that. I want to see if I can find that. I think it's freak or something. They usually use or that. or they just bleep it out and they just say, hey, you know, like just don't say anything. Um, I was watching Undercover Boss the other day, and the Undercover Boss episode was about Fat Burger, and I was like, <laughs> "Holy shit!" Just mind blown. It was very, very weird to me. I was like, "Rachel, he's at Fat Burger. A, f- a fry and a burger cost three ninety nine. Two ninety five. Two ninety five. Sorry. I do love Fat Burger though. I've only had it once, but I, it was a very good fast food burger. So I've only know. had it once as well. It's delivered with menace, but it's good recommendation. That's that's a good value. <laughs> I would be eating a like a warm tuna sandwich at Mia's like restaurant. It, like, is that even a restaurant? That's like their garage that they're selling sandwiches out of. Like, no, I don't want that. It's a bodega that makes 
tuna sandwiches apparently it doesn't seem didn't yeah, Ellie like, seem hot in that scene like i don't want a hot very tuna. hot <laughs> like I don't yeah very very hot i have not been able to find the tv edit of that line but i did find a thing on the seattletimes.com from 2017 about fat burgers ipo and they're going to go public and there's a paragraph the fourth paragraph i guess to set up the importance of the size the scale the magnitude of fat burger <laughs> over the years the brand has been immortalized in rap songs such as ice cubes it was a good day in primetime sitcoms and in blockbuster movies including the fast no! and the furious Sir, if you're referencing, uh, sir, meaning fat burgers, publicity people, <laughs> if you're referencing a movie from 2001 and 2017, like, come on, no one else since then has mentioned your, I'm not going for it. The founder of Fat Burger died in 20, 2008. Over the years, Fat Burger is immortalized in a string of songs. Oh, it was in Sanford and Son. Okay, that's the, the sitcom. This uh, one talks cool. about that too. So yeah, but, nice. yeah, okay. I kind of think that Vince should have said In-N-Out um, going off of my earlier answer. True. A little He's in California. It's yeah. in LA. Yeah, he has, he, but he has taste. He has good taste. It's fine. Oh, it's just, you know. oh I am. Um... <sighs> Although I, I will say that on the last episode with Simo, where we talked about that, like he did, he gave a defense of my distaste for In-N-Out is because the Austin In-N-Out is not good. Like, it's just a different thing. So Is it? So they have, I knew they had them in Texas, but they're not good? They're not as good. I mean, at least the one, you know, who knows? But it, it did not impress me. I've had it once in, in L.A. and it was good, but I was also being watched. Like, I, I, I don't know if I said this on the podcast or not, what? but when I, what? the first time, when I was in L.A., I went to In-N-Out because I'm like, I, n- I need to go to In-N-Out like it's a thing. And like this kid, like the skateboarder kid was just like, have you been here before? I was like, no, no, no. Because I was like looking at the menu. And, like the menu is n- nothing to look at. Like there's like four things. Right? Yeah. yeah. So like exactly. if you look at all confused, people are like, oh, you've never been guy. here before. Right. Yeah. He's like, get the double, double. No, he's get the four by four animal style. I'm like, I'm not getting a four by four. I know what that is. I'm not getting that. No. But I think I got a double, double. And like, I remember he like watched me take my first bite. He's like, good, right? I'm like, uh, yeah, man. Weird. But, like, I think like there was a like, brand ambassador. Like, what the I don't fuck know. is this happening? I don't know. And then like, he just skateboarded off. I was like, cool. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like, Does he get commission? Like, was, like I'm so I think confused. like that. That set the bar high. Like, it was cool, but it was also, like, there's pressure on this first bite. And then I think I've, I've only he had He tried to upsell you, since. and he's, like, a kid on a skateboard. Yeah, man. <laughs> wow. He's like, I get the four by four. I'm like, I don't want four patties. I don't want four patties. Yeah, I, I don't. I'll get a double-double. Like, that's big enough. Maybe his, Too big, probably. What's, like, a skateboarder kid's name? Like, what's a general skateboarder kid's name? Because maybe Tony his, Hawk. Well, maybe his name is Tony Hawk In-N-Out. Like, maybe he's part of the In-N-Out dynasty. <laughs> he was like, I gotta sell this guy on my family's, like, labor or something. I don't know. Yeah, it, was his da- it was his dad's franchise, and he just happened to be outside, like, just leaving. I don't think the fries at In-N-Out are that good. I think I'm gonna get some angry, angry tweets in No, emails. they're okay. Yeah. It's the burgers that are the best. Yeah. And and I like their milkshakes a lot. I'm a big fan of that. Their milkshakes are very good. I agree. Yeah. We went on a, a deep burger tangent right now. But it's actually, fine. It's we okay. we're just talking about how we don't talk about this anymore. So it's back in event it's back with a vengeance now because we got a Cali girl on the on the show, so we're talking oh. about you know a lot. So that's fine. It's, okay. it's good. We're good. We're good. Yeah, I actually haven't been in ages though. Like if I'm gonna get a burger, I'll get it from like a, a more like local place like around here. I don't think I would go to a chain. What's is it are there like Oakland, San Francisco area, not to blow up your spot, are there like Northern California chains or like I, I don't want to like say like a local spot, but like is there like a, a, a burger that's like that you that you prefer yeah there is 
Um, there's a place called True Burger that's just down the street, and they also have one in, in downtown Oakland, and they make really good burgers, really good garlic fries. So I'm Ooh, just okay. that's, fries, that's yeah. really where it's at for me. Like I will just eat pieces of the garlic on the fries. And so I, I if I'm gonna get a burger, I'm gonna go there. I don't I prefer like spicy chicken sandwiches. Like that's my my weak my weak point. Like I love Chick-fil-A. Um, but I try not to eat it that much, number one, because they're not a great company. And number two, because it's pretty far away, I would prefer a spicy chicken sandwich over a burger, I think. I did love after Giannis won the championship, he went to Chick-fil-A and yes! he asked for consent to put the, the woman on her, his video. He's like, I want 50 chicken minis or whatever he ordered. He wanted yeah. 50, not, not 49, not 51, because he scored 50 points. Yep. I want 50. Uh-huh. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. He's the oh. best. I think I saw his story where he's like going to Chick-fil-A. I haven't slept or something. Yeah, I think it's, it's very it. early in the morning. Like he was still up partying. Like he's just, yeah, this has been a, a great week for Giannis. So yeah. proud of him. Happy for him. I think someone had said in like a tweet, like, can't wait to have Drake put, like, say Giannis in, in his next song. <laughs> yes. yes. Like that. It made me laugh so much. Um, we're really dating ourselves and like what week and what year it is by talking. Oh, about no, it. you're fine. This movie is timeless. So whatever era we're talking about it, whoever's won the NBA championship, they're always going to be dragging a safe through the streets of Rio. <laughs> it's always True. going to be the case. True. I want to talk about Elena. I'd like to have a conversation sure, about yeah, her. Yeah, please. You guys, I've listened to some of your previous podcasts about Fast Five as well. And she does have a more moving and more robust backstory than a lot of these characters like her the impetus for what she's doing like her her values like why she's staying in the flavellas um but then it kind of just seems to go do you guys feel like the fact she gets together with vin diesel who's a like who is a thief right after is like kind of turning her back on all her values like staying in brazil not being a thief honoring her husband's memory yeah but it, it's like her, it's like she's having the opposite of a character arc she's going in the wrong direction i would feel like i think that because vin is our hero in our story it doesn't yeah. hit as hard but if we were watching this as like a movie where he was a thief and a bad guy it would be like that's a giant turn for her yeah. and she like went off the dark side but because we know how family oriented he is and how that he lost letty and he seems to really care about elena it doesn't feel that way from our perspective if you took everything else out of this she's a cop that like leaves with the criminal she like essentially he like full brian's her as well and then she lives this hot like big lifestyle with him in the beginning of the next film on drug cartel money like like is that just what it was I'm... stolen yeah, yeah exactly okay and the rock is like okay with it like isn't i mean okay you're right because we align more with vin and the family it's like yeah absolutely but i just feel like after this film they just do elena so dirty like she has vin's kid but like we don't find secretly. out about secretly but we don't find out about it for two movies like I, how much time that kid was like one and a half and so it's been two years since the, oh okay fine i get that in that time his ex-wife who letty come or his wife who passed away comes back to life and then elena has this baby is taking care of this baby by herself doesn't tell the father of the child then gets kidnapped by what's her name cypher gets kidnapped yeah. by cypher and then gets killed by cypher just a it's a kind of a bummer for Elena. Well, maybe she's not dead. I'm hoping that she's not dead and she comes back to life. But then she would have abandoned her kid this long. I, I don't. Was she little Brian? No, they kept her. Cipher just like kept oh. a fake, a fake body. 
Also, that's just a new theory that I'm having right now. I mean, honestly, it's as good as any theory. That's that's all. Oh, they're all back. They're all back. I think. Isn't it kind of weird that she, that Vin renames the kid Brian? But like that, didn't that kid have a name for a year and a half? Like, no, she said she waits. She said yeah. she waited for the father to name him. Why wouldn't she tell the father earlier? This is so bizarre. Yeah, it, yeah that's a very good question. Like, why would <laughs> she not name him? Wait to tell. Dom, but also not tell Dom. Like, when was she going to tell him? You carried this child for nine months. You gave birth to it, and then you were like, "I'm just not. I I'm gonna wait till the father gives it a name." I want to know like the actual like the the physical details of how this works at the hospital. You're just like, no, just leave the birth certificate blank. No, like, wouldn't shouldn't she name it after her like dead husband? Like, wouldn't that be kind of a nice way to honor him? Yeah, you'd think. <laughs> I don't. None of this timeline stuff makes sense, and it really makes my head spin. And the reason that it, the reason that it's so obvious is when you introduce a baby, like that's a very concrete timeline of like nine months, and then you have it's like it's like there. It's really confusing. Do you guys understand it? And if so, can you explain it to me? No, no, no. Because time does not work. There's nothing but time. So okay, so Juhi, let me <laughs> let me explain to you. Like I I don't want to mansplain time to you, but when there's nothing but time. Time no longer functions as time, as you understand it. I mean, there's a certain level of consciousness that you unlock when you watch these movies a hundred times, which Joe and I have done because, you know, that's just what we do. But, like, there's – there's – time – okay, so, like, in The Good Place, there's Jeremy Baramy, and they're in the eye and Baramy. Like, it's like that. Okay. Does that help? Um – so no, I'm gonna. Yes. Just okay. Good. Perfect. <laughs> you're welcome. You're you're welcome. Could you explain to me relativity in time? Like, why is it when you're traveling at the speed of light, you experience less time than people on Earth? Is that what you're trying to say? There's a good book. It's but read all the books by Brian Greene. He explains it really, really well. Better Brian than Austin ever. Green, Megan Fox's ex-husband. <laughs> no, no Brian Green, the 90210 guy. I don't think I'm gonna listen to him about relativity, my friend. No, the, there's like a, there's a physicist that explains relativity. And like all that was it like the fabric of the cosmos? That's the name of the book, and he explains it. You're telling me the Fast and Furious universe takes place in a cosmo, and that's why we're experiencing time different than that. I well, I want I want to read that book, Joe, but only if Vin Diesel does the audio. <laughs> does the audio? That's awesome. Yeah. But if you think about it, the like the thing that they say is that as you're going so fast and you approach the speed of light, time and also distorts. so furious. If yes. they're driving fast all the time, they're braking would, too, though. I no, mean, rarely. So if they're driving this fast all the time on a long enough timeline, they have to be like condensing time themselves. You just use time correctly three different times in that sentence. So that's in three just, different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I do have a question though about driving fast and braking. So in the million dollar quarter mile, they're in four cop cars and they race a quarter mile, and Dom lets Brian win, right? Yes. Where is the skill? Because those are not mat- – like, the cop cars are not going to be manual transmissions. What do you mean? Oh, it was the driving. It was the driving. And I actually think that this is, like, one of the coolest races in the- – I was – as I was watching this time, I was like, oh, this is one of the coolest races in the whole franchise because they're all driving the exact same car. So it's all skill. Yeah. But where is this? where's the skill actually come from? Like, this is a, a genuine serious question because, like, to me, it's just like you just slam the gas pedal down. When to come, when to come off the line to make sure your tires don't break free and then, like, controlling the car and then staying ahead of the rest of them. Because it just seems straight. So, like, it feels to me that with four identical cars, yeah. whoever gets the jump off the line, unless they swerve erratically, yeah. would win. But, like, Roman cheats and goes first and still 
comes in at least, at best, third. Yeah. So I don't know how that's possible. Like, I think it's a very cool race, but I don't understand where the skill is needed still, even after that explanation. To keep the control or, of your car. But you're going straight. But but there's also, it, it's like they line up as four, but it's also two lanes. So they have to converge. So that just feels like machismo then. Like, because at some point, the guys on the outside, which I guess would be maybe like Dom and Han or something, who knows? I don't remember who's on the outside. Yeah. Would have to either, because they can't accelerate fast on the inside cars. So they would have to just like slam on the brakes. I just, I, it, it's a cool race that I just don't understand where the skill is. Guys, I've done some research, as I do. Yes, please, thank you. Nearly all cars in Brazil are manual cars, so maybe the police cars are as well. And I can tell you, in Brazil, the federal police, they drive Nissan Xterras. Is that a manual car? They drive Toyota Corollas. (laughs) They drive... uh... Aren't these like Dodge Chargers, though? Aren't they like American Muscle? I don't remember what they are. I don't. Yeah, they are Chargers. They are Chargers. I was thinking that as well. If they're manual, no, no, the, I guess the chargers are what they have at the end. So those aren't the cop car. I don't, uh, whatever. No, because those, no, I don't the know. chargers anyway. are, aren't those the ones they steal though? Well, no, the chargers are what they use to break the safe out. I don't know. But if I'm they're manual, if they're manual, I think that like that answers the question. But like, I just don't think that a, when a cop is pursuing a criminal, I don't think that you're going to have a manual transmission because like it's just one more thing for them to will. worry about. In in foreign countries, that doesn't, that doesn't seem far fetched to me. Basically, I guess so. I, this is. Yeah, in 2000, as pretty much the only country that has some automatic cars. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because as of 2015, there's this article, An American's Guide to Driving in Brazil. Uh, Nearly all cars in Brazil are manual. So I would assume that's the cop cars too. Yeah, I would think so. If it is manual, yes. But if I I take your point, which is like, what is, what are we even testing here if we're all just driving automatic cars? Right. But if they are manual, then there's actually a skill and that I am okay with. I think that you're sleeping on how, like, you could still have a race in an automatic car. But it's a quarter mile. Like, it's, it's like a 10-second race. Like, it's not like... And it's straight, right? You're, you're not... Yeah. Like, straight. Like, it just, it feels like the type of race they're doing does not feel... If they're all in identical cars and they're all... If they're automatic, it does not feel like... It, the race is going to be over before anybody has to, like, exhibit skill. Okay. Yeah. I like, it, in, that, in that sense, it almost feels like a drag race. It's just, like, whoever well, gets off the line... Is. Yeah. But drag race, the cars are different. That's true. Yes. These are literally four of the same car. Yeah. And theoretically, if they were, if they got off the line at the same time, they would tie. But if you pick the shitty one, maybe you pick like the one that the guy beats and like it needed an oil change or something and you just lucked out. So that's not skill then. That's just shitty. That's, Luck, that's shitty that's, call, O'Connor. Yeah. Shitty call. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, now, like, it is a cool race, but now I'm kind of like, uh, it would have been cool to see that race when they did go win the cars. Like, I would have been interested in that. Well, what I do think is, I think that's cool, but I also think that the the driving of the test track is more fun and cooler than maybe anything after six. When they're, like, practicing? Yeah, like the montage there, I think is more fun, and it's a lot just, of fun. It is it's more so than like anything that comes in any movie. Maybe after, like it's just the new movies are fun, but they're so serious, and like that just feels like it's core to the franchise. It's driving, it's racing, it's practical, it's practical. It ties into the plot, and it's fun. And like I feel like that doesn't happen anymore. And I just was watching them just like, this This feels like, this is why this is my favorite in the franchise, because, like, it's moments like that that, like, feel, they don't feel out of place, 
and yet they still feel like better than what comes later or whatever, you know? So yeah, it's the stakes thing that we were talking about. Like this is like one of the last movies where they don't have to save the world. Yeah, yep. it's it's just they're they're trying to get it's one last job for themselves. It's like very grounded in reality. A lot of the stuff mostly could be done practically. I think that that it roots it for people. You're like, hey, maybe I could do that. You can't, but yeah. you, you know, it's good to dream. What else, Juhi? What else about this movie? Anything else on your list of things to cover? I really enjoy a montage, and there's a few of them mm-hmm. in this film, like when the team's yeah, getting is. together, where he's like, you're going to need a fast talker. You're going to need this. You're going to need that. Like, assembling the team. I love those. And then at the end, it's like the money montage. It's like, what do they all do with their money? dun 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 yep. You know, that's, oh, we're all out there. I, lo- yep. mm-hmm. yeah, I love that song so much. Um, but my favorite, this is kind of different, but my favorite intro of all time is the next film. I think it's We Own It or something. That's the song. And it's like, they oh, go, yeah. my absolute favorite. You're right. But our, our guest last lap was like, this is so dumb. I'm like, no, you're wrong. Like, that's objectively <laughs> the no. best intro. Like, and they do, I can see the seed of that inspired it because the end credits of this film do the same thing. They pull like them in the first one, the third one, the fifth one for Vin Diesel, for Paul Walker, for Jenna, Jordana Brewster. So I was like, ooh, in the next film, they're going to be like, oh, let's just do it for all of them. And then they do it for all of them. And it's such a good intro. Yeah. God, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. So I, right. I watched the credits. And so I was like, I was like, ooh, I figured out where they put that together. So yeah. I, I'm one of my notes was I really enjoy the final credits. Pretty much all my notes are like, oh, my God, this is amazing. No notes. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just like, it's what you get when you have me on a podcast. Me just being like, amazing. <laughs> no, that's that's what we want, though. Sort I, of. I guess that's what we want. I don't know. But, you mostly. know, we love it. I did do some research as well. I was on Instagram and I went to go see if. Um, I like that. I like that that is a normal thing to say now. It's just like I, I did some research. I was on, on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can find out a lot about what people are liking, who they follow. So Vin Diesel and The Rock still follow each or Or maybe it's new, but they follow each other as of like yesterday oh. or something. Wow. Okay. And okay. so even if even if there was like that whole thing about The Rock being like, I'm not appearing. And he was like, what he, he was like that. Was it like not what he was like? I gave him advice in his trailer to make him be that character and like a. He gave Dwayne Johnson tough love because he needed to break him into the franchise. And The Rock just laughed about that. He's just like, that. what? No, stop it. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I read that article. And when you had posted it, Joey, and I was like, okay, let's go see what's going on. And there's a photo from like only a few months ago where The Rock comments on Vin Diesel's photo. So they do interact with each other. So I don't think it can be that acrimony. Or like, I don't know, maybe it's publicity and their publicists are like, no, you have to keep following this person. But The Rock is on Instagram a lot. You see his cheat meals. So yes. I think he has to comment on Vin Diesel's thing if he doesn't no, want to. No, definitely not. You're right. Yeah. His own film. So I am more than like, I like, I believe that it is maybe more just for like a feud situation. I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm just. But yeah. Cause my, my theory is that he comes from the world of wrestling and this is just building up the hype of like there. He's never going to return. And then for when he actually does return, it's like, it's Oh my God. Like, oh, we, thought, shit. we thought he was never going to come back. But it's like, yeah, of course he was going to come back. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I do think it's a little bit just like that. I, I don't, I don't think it's real. Like, what are you going to do? Not come into the la- the last two of the exactly. franchise exactly. that you like? That's, that's going to make a billion dollars. I think you can swallow your pride for another twenty million dollar paycheck. Like, come on, like, what are we doing? Well, I don't think. And again, I don't. We don't know. I don't think it's his pride. I don't think he I don't think is the, the one rock. with the issue. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. 
That's fair. We'll just leave it at that. Yes. I, I mean, I uh, you're probably not wrong. I mean, I just remember it was really obvious to me in the eighth one when they were like in the same scene but not shooting it together kind of thing. Very, yep. very yep. good wife of them. <laughs> like, like relax, you guys. But anyway, just a little bit of Instagram following knowledge and commenting knowledge. I don't know how real that this is. Good good. Yeah, that is really good research. You are not wrong. That is good research. Really good pop culture re- research for me. We'll see. I mean, I'll, I'll continue to monitor the situation, see who's commenting Please, on it. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I'll be your, your resident, like, social media, like, intern for, for the, like, Cage Club Network. You just let me know. So streets. <laughs> guys, so I had my yes, ear please. to the ground, and this is what I found. <laughs> Thank you. Joe, what about you? Anything else that you saw? What did you pick up? Anything new this time around? Dom definitively calls them Leo and Santos in this movie. Really? Okay. Yeah, he goes, Leo, Santos, you're up. Like, at, like when he, like, gives them their assignment of the part of the things, like, before they go blow up the the toilets yeah so like this whole thing of us saying rico and tech like i know they say t at the beginning of last movie but like he definitively calls him leo and santos so there was no confusion so what does the t stand for tego which was (laughs) was their other names at some point first it's so confusing yeah at some point they were rico and tego but here as early as fast five Dom, in in a movie that Giselle still doesn't have a name, that we get them saying Leo and Santos. So them putting their names on the screen and us being like, "Oh, we finally fit." No, they they did it here too. That was that was my main takeaway. I was thinking all about the Vince stuff. I was thinking all about where Jacob was, and Jacob has to be working for Mister Nobody at this point because of all the other stuff that we thought about. This time when I was watching it, I felt like I. I heard the dialogue better than, like, I remembered. Like, I don't know if it's just seeping into my brain more at this point, but, like, I knew all of the lines of this movie watching it through this time. Incredible. So, yeah, we've gotten to, you know, nine nine viewings, talkings deep, and, yep. like, I knew every single line and delivery that was coming out of them. So I was like, okay. I have a question. In Los Bonds... Okay, I'm trying to think of the timeline of all this. Again, time... Time... Dom recruits, he just knows Han from somewhere, brings him in Los Bondoleros, he's at the beginning of four, he goes away, he's in five, Yeah. he's in six, he goes to Tokyo, in Tokyo Drift, dies, supposedly, doesn't die, gets, you know, taken away, whatever. Yeah. We don't know where Dom and Han knew each other from before, right? Like, it's just like, they he in Los Bondoleros, like, the closest thing we get is just like, oh, I, I used to pull jobs with him or whatever. Like, we don't know their life or, like, what Han's life was before Unless we're like, oh, it was better luck tomorrow. I that's what I was gonna say. I have to imagine that it's better luck tomorrow and like a young Dom in street races and Han from Better Luck Tomorrow kinda run into each other around the ages of like eighteen and twenty two or whatever. I just Googled it and it says that Han visited Mexico where he met Dom and that's where the friendship was established in Los Bandoleros. So that's like the origin. But he like calls him in in Los Bandoleros. No, yeah, no. He he flies Han in. He picks Han up at the airport. Like he knows Han from somewhere. There's a pre-established relationship. They don't like run into each other on the street. He like he introduces Han to Leo and Santos in that short. It's just like I used to know him, or here's Carol, whatever, right? So who knows? I don't know. But I was. You're right. I want to know the deeper. Like when did they actually first meet? But it has to be like on the streets of L.A., like street racing scene kind of situation. Juhi, are you ready to find out which Fast and Furious character you are? I am. I need to know. All right. So we have seven questions. There are six answers per question. 
answer whatever feels. Again, if you want to explain the answer or not, it's totally up to you. But are you ready to find out which character you are in the Fast and Furious Too Fast, Too Forever quiz? Yeah, I'm scared. I'm ready. Question number one, how fast are you NASCAR, roller coaster, Lamborghini Murcielago, Toyota Prius, which you said before, Vespa or Razor scooter? How fast are you? I got to go with the Prius. I got to go with true to life. Okay. True. Question number two, you know what's coming. How furious are you? The Hulk, Kylo Ren, Christian Bale on that one movie set that one time, <laughs> Mel Gibson, Charlie Brown, or Jack McBrayer? Oh, I'm going to go with Christian Bale on that movie set that one time. Ooh, so okay. Chewie, we're having a barbecue. How are you helping? Are you manning the grill, saying grace, kicking back with a beer, babysitting, being the entertainment, or sneaking a snack? Uh, sneaking a snack because I'd like to think that I'm helping with sides, like in the kitchen. Okay, oh, cool. cool. Nice. I like that. Yeah. You've got time to kill. What are you doing? Grabbing a bite, working on your car, hanging with friends, drinking a beer, working out, or working on your computer? I think hanging with friends. Describe your wedding. I'm never getting married. It's just me and my partner. It's us and our families. It's a backyard country affair. Everyone I know is there. I don't remember. Ooh, I think it's, um, say the third one for me, the third option. Us and our families. I think I like that one. Just us and our families. Okay. Congratulations, you just won the lottery. What are you buying? Your own garage, a private plane, I'm gambling it all away, my child at home, a fleet of cars, or a new life? I didn't really like any of the earlier options. So I'm, what if I just said a new life? (laughs) I just disappeared. That's fine. Final question is going to answer. We're gonna everything's gonna be solved right here. Okay. What is your drink of choice? Ooh. Belgian ale, Corona, something fruity, water, whatever's cheapest, or just you know Joe's getting a drink. Just give me one of those. Whatever you're having, just one of those. Something fruity. You are the same character I am. Mia you are Toretto. Mia Toretto. Oh, okay. I get it. That sounds disappointing. But here you go. Here, here's that's also mean to me. That yeah, whatever. <laughs> here's, I can, look, honestly, I'm getting big Mia vibes. Like, not in, a, not in a bad way, just like, I'm getting big Mia vibes from you from the jump. Like, from the Mia Letty question, I was like, I'm getting Mia vibes here. So, okay. So, Chewie, here, here's, here's the description. See if this sounds like you. Family means everything to you, but people often mistake you for being meek, meek or non-confrontational. You tend to take on a supporting role and let others handle the more exciting tasks because it's more important to you to know that someone's watching over everyone else than to seek glory for yourself. Even so, you're not afraid to jump into the fray when your family's on the line and you drive like the wind wind blows. Wait, that's such a beautiful description. I'm happy with this now. Like, that's... (laughs) I do sometimes feel like that. Like I'm big on like friends yeah. and family. Like, you know, we'll just, we'll figure it out. But it's like, oh, I got to get in the driver's seat. I got to shift down to gear seven. I don't know, guys. I'm sorry, but whatever. <laughs> the point is I'm ready for it. Like we'll figure it out. I will mess up that clutch, but I will hit the open road. Yeah. We don't fuck around here. Like that's, none of these are bad comparisons. They're it's like bad. horoscope. It's They're bad, all yeah. good things. No. And you know what I had said in the beginning, like, I think I want to be more of like a Letty, but I think I am more of a Mia, like just oh, for sure. myself. If it's, yeah. if it's important for me to kind of be like being in a supporting role, looking at the maps, telling them to take a left or a right, keeping the family safe like i'll do that that sounds pretty good yeah i don't cool. think letty was tracking instagram like relationships <laughs> you think Mio between was the-, <laughs> the rock like mia would have been like oh yeah they still follow each other it's okay 
Yeah. yeah and, and you know, we, we've said this before on the podcast again, but if you're not sure if you're a letty or not, you're not a letty. That's so right. No like, but I think Mia admires letty a lot. And so I'm, she happy, does. so I'm happy to be a Mia. That's like, this is my sister. Like I admire her mm-hmm. being a badass. I'm here to support her. I like that, that, you know, after you hearing go. the description, I think it's number one, true to life. And number two, I like that. Well, the next game we're going to play is this Ain't No 10 Second Race, a.k.a. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Come and check out our show. Yeah, yeah. This is where we go on Twitter.com, a.k.a. The Bird app, and we find any tweet from anyone who might like the show, and we respond to them and say, boy, do we have a podcast for you, and send them a link to our show. So before we find this week's tweets, and Juhi already sent me hers, and I found mine already, let's let's, let's review the last time we played this. It was with the wrestling historian Mike Manzi when we talked about F9 for the second time. F9, second gear. I found... Annette Miller at TryHard. Annette, I loved me some F9. They talked an awful lot about Giselle. If my baby isn't resurrected in 10, I don't want it. (laughs) Same and same, we said, though we're contractually obligated to watch it. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Did not like the tweet. (laughs) Joe, you found Adila CH at Adila CSV. I guess an Excel fan. I don't know. Watched F9 the other day. An absolute delight to watch Helen Mirren as Queenie. She's 75 and still breaking heart and berries to the next level. From John Cena's debut to Cardi B's cameo. From action to emotional factors. Loved every bit of it. We said we loved it too. And we talked all about it here. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Nothing. And then Mike found, just saw the new F9 from at meme pages suck. And it was the Dom and... <laughs> Mufasa meme oh. from Lion King, which Juhi sent was the first thing she sent. I'm like, sent we literally too. just did this. And yeah. she's like, okay. And she sent another one. But okay. he said, Boy, do we have a podcast for you? Nothing. Mm. I will say that I should have done this one tweet as my tweet because as I was looking for one while we were recording the episode, I just liked the dude's tweet. And that person follows us now on Twitter. So it was that I didn't respond. I just said like, and they follow us now on Twitter. So like, awesome. I've never, I'm not good at the game, but it worked. Nice. I got a great, great tweet for today. And it's okay, a person so, that I think that will follow us too, but go ahead. I'll play in whatever, okay, whatever order so you want. Send it to me on, on, on Facebook while Juhi, can you please say who it's from, what it is, and then please describe the meme for us because it is another meme and it's a good one yeah the one and it also refers you. to something back it refers back to something you said earlier kind of earlier in the episode oh i want to know what it is yes okay let me let me scroll <laughs> okay so oh it's so good okay so it's this meme basically and it's drake um from the hotline bling music video i believe and he's like putting his hand and he's turning away and it says he's like turning away from only fans and he's not like mm-hmm. he doesn't like that but then he's it's the next drake <laughs> meme and he's like looking at it and pointing at it and it says only family <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so now juhi we we normally just say point of a podcast for you but we can customize it if you want is there anything you want to add to the beginning of this no you know what let's just let's keep it simple let's don't customize it just go for what you guys I'll- normally go for I- I got a suggestion before he does that, though. Okay. Okay. Subscribe to our only family. Do you like that? Is that good? Perfect. Bad? Love it. Okay. Love it. I have one from at Reaction Rocket, whose Twitter bio is, I only love Sprite and the Fast and the Furious movies. Okay. <laughs> he says, 
Well, I was actually replying to the second tweet, but I'm going to read both of them. They're kind of long, sorry. I need to see more of the early years of the Fast Saga with the flashback cast from F9. They were just too good to never see again. Maybe a prequel movie, maybe a series on Peacock TV. I find it hard to believe that they cast all those parts just for one background scene. Most of all, I want to see more with young Jacob. How hard was it being in Dom's shadow? What was his life like being the man while Dom was away? Then his exile. Then becoming an agent for Mr. Nobody. So much story still to tell there. Hashtag Fast and Furious. We, All right, Joe. It's what? perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. How do you want to say this? We would love to see <laughs> this background story in a mini series. We've been pitching it for many episodes. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. <laughs> Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Perfect. This, I think this person is literally like a perfect. Oh, for sure. I only love Sprite and Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> like that's pretty much our target demographic. So I found Colby Jack Slut. What? <laughs> at random Dionychus on Twitter. Watching F9 last night, I was thinking about how it should have a crossover with Megaforce, since a flying motorcycle would fit right in, but then Dom and Letty gave each other bedroom eyes in the wreckage of their car after the Tarzan stunt, and I thought of a much better crossover than a picture of the movie poster for Crash, but not the Best Picture winner Crash, not the one that I dislike with the James Spader, the much more sexual car movie crash. Ooh. So I'm going to say this, both of these movies would fit in great for our upcoming lap about high tech cars, which we okay. sort of talked about with Garrett a little bit. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Ooh. Sounds true. I like this game a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It is. It's the fun. easiest thing and also the hardest thing to do. Because nobody replies no matter what you do. <laughs> oh man. I wish you guys had done this to me and that's like had been our origin story. <laughs> <laughs> we we found people we, we've had uh, at least one guest on the show if not two i think two at least two if not more who we've met quote unquote met this way so it does work it's just people don't respond for the game like we don't get points <laughs> but we just have people come on the show so you know it's a, it's a better win long term yes yes yeah. you know all right the final game and joe get excited juhi is going to be on your team for this game Ooh, that's crazy that never happens okay cool this final game is called dude what's my car dude what's my car what? Your car, dude. So don't pick like a really esoteric one if I get a partner. This I'm going to pick pick a number between one and four because Jerry sent in four a while ago and then he sent in three more and then he just sent in three more more. <laughs> but the nice. three more more are like he's got a new format. So I'm going to save those for, for later. But Jerry is just blowing up our thing in a great way. But Joe, pick a number between no, one Julie, and pick, four. You pick. You Julie, pick. pick a number between one and four. Three. Oh, Jesus. Good luck. Oh, oh my God. Then pick a better one. God, no, no, no. Sorry. It's, it's fun. Joe, we're going to have to do these at all, uh, you know. I was saying, like, get one that, like, I can get some help with. Like, if that's what I'm trying to say. You have the keys. Use the right Okay, key. actually, here. Here we go. Okay, we'll do. Cool. We'll, okay, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Since I gave Joe a couple hard cars, I'll give him a fairly easy one. Okay. Oh, there's actually two. There's a white one, which is oh. mentioned in Tokyo Drift. Ooh. And there's an orange one also mentioned in Tokyo Drift. Not in, but mentioned in. So there's two different cars. Okay, okay. One is Japanese, and one... I think they're both Japanese. They're both Japanese cars. Okay. Again, one is white, one is orange. Both two-door sedans. So, Juhi, the, the, the background here, before I dive too far into the game, is that I don't know anything about cars. Joe knows a decent amount about cars. And I describe them in ways that I think are helpful, but generally turn out to not be very helpful. So you can ask yes or no questions. You can, you know, ask for the country of origin, which we know the country of origin. But like anything that's going to help you think you can guess these cars, 
please hit us with it. But one is white, one is orange. So just if you get either of these. <laughs> okay, you lost me at two doors, so I don't. That's get... fine. You got two doors. Okay. Uh, they they both have spoilers in the back. Okay. Uh, the one on the the. I was gonna say the one on the left. You don't know how. You don't know. <laughs> that helps. What? Yeah, thanks. The one on the left is the white one. It kind of looks like a DeLorean. Looks like a DeLorean. A little bit. It's an ugly car. <laughs> and the okay. one on the left is the the white one is from 1986, and the one on the right is from 1972. Even older. Okay. The one on the right looks. It almost looks like it would fit into, like, a classic car movie that we watched a couple laps ago, but it's Japanese and, like, all those are American muscle. But, like, it kind of it connotes, like, a 70s, like, a, a GTO kind of, like, a judge style. Is it an old Nissan Skyline? It is an old Nissan Skyline. It's a 72, 72 Skyline mentioned in Tokyo Drift. Oh, my cool. God. How okay. did you do that? <laughs> well, there was lots of context clues. But it kind of looks like an old kind of muscly yeah, car, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. It's smaller, but yeah. And actually, I just saw someone driving. Oh, in in Fast Five, when Brian and Mia pull up to Rio, he has an old Skyline. He's driving one. Okay, in, cool. In the beginning cool. of Rio, and I was thinking about that car today because I was like, oh yeah, I don't think I ever really noticed that he has like this really old Skyline in this movie. So I sent you both a picture, Juhi on Twitter, Joe on Facebook, of the car, the one that Joe guessed. We're gonna get the other one now. Whoa. Yeah, this is exactly like the one that Brian drives in Fast Five. That's really cool. Okay, oh. and it's kind of, it, I mean, it's it's orange, so I have the GTO judge in my head, but it kind of looks like like the the engine, like the the hood, kind of looks like an American muscle car, right? It just like it's squished. boxier. The Japanese. Yeah. These ones are a lot boxier. So now this other one, the one on the left, well, actually now the only one because I closed the other <laughs> one, uh, the, okay. the white one, this is uh, 86, which is also a hint. 86 is a hint. Yep. Okay. It's mentioned in Tokyo Drift by Han and made a small, small appearance in the movie. I don't know where because I don't know cars. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Man, I should... oh, looks... oh, I know what it is. It's um the fucking Toyota... Mm-hmm. Um, the he the he says because um DK says oh when are you gonna put up the Toyota uh FD? Nope. Eighty six. Is it eighty six? Mm, well, kind of. There's more to it than just that. What does he call it though? It's the it's a Corolla, right? It is an eighty six Toyota Corolla or the Toyota AE, like American Eagle eighty six. AE86. I almost had it. It was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, you were so close to me. I (laughs) I knew it. I could say it. I appreciate the help no matter what. So this is totally. And here's that card, Joey. And I'm I'm also going to send you one more picture. This is what I was going to send. Don't say this. We'll play this in a future episode. Yeah, I'm not going to see it. But uh, this is the one that I was going to have. It was going to play with you. And that's why I said good luck. So. Oh man, I was gonna say an orange Toyota Prius for the first one, so I have <laughs> zero help on this. I I'm it's like okay. I don't know anything about cars. I'm like, does it run? Do I have to put gas in it? Great. Okay, <laughs> I'm there. And the Prius, sometimes you probably don't have to put no, gas in it. No, you are correct. I don't. It gets yeah. Excellent gas mileage. Well, as always, thank you, Jerry, for sending in that car picture. That was if you a want good to send one. A car picture. Family yeah. at cageclub.me. Email it in. Um, also, if you want to email into Cruise Club, which there's no new episodes, but Juhi emailed into Cruise Club, run at cageclub.me, please. And thank you. But Juhi, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank- Guys, thank you for Fast having Five. me. This was incredible. It's I'm always willing to sit down and discuss uh, my favorite movie of all time, something that should be inducted into the movie hall of fame for like, should be. Yeah, like for the 21st century. It's uh, the pinnacle of filmmaking. Now, Joe, next week, 
We got a big one. What? Once again, third gear shifting up to third, just as Juhi was shifting down to seventh question mark. <laughs> Maybe we don't know. I know. Uh, we're shifting up to third, and we're going to talk about F9. Uh, okay, so assuming F9 is on VOD today yes. as this episode comes out, yes. we will be joined by Ms. Caragayla Regan, yes. Bims herself, back from the race to defeat Potts, and she'll be joined, we'll be talking about F9. Yes. If, for whatever reason... It is not out on VOD yet. We're going to do, we're just going to flip-flop this and the pit stop following that, in which case we will be talking about Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, damn. Is the mics are going to join us? No, no, because Mike already talked about it. We already, we already did this thing. Like, yeah, it's no. the same thing. We joined like, you. I joined you for, fast, for Fury Road, didn't I? Nope. Okay, never mind then. But, like, it's the same thing where, like, you know, when Mike and I would put out calls for, like, to be on, on shows, and, like, Kyle and Brian would be like, yeah, put me on that one. It's like, Phyllis Seymour Hoffman's in. I'm like, I already know what you think about this movie. I don't want to have you on this movie. Like, Fair. literally any other movie is fine. Fair. I get like, that's it. Not, that's no tough love against Mike, but, like, I know what I Mike thinks about Fury Road. So yeah, exactly. Our next two movies, one way or the other, are F9 and Fury Road, probably in that order, if not inversed. But, yeah, so that's coming up in the next one and two weeks and then we also have a bonus episode on patreon coming out shortly after that so cool. too fast too forever.com but for all things too fast too forever you go to cageclub.me facebook.com slash too fast too forever or at too fast too forever on twitter and instagram email us family at cageclub.me check out our patreon page at too fast too forever.com get those bonus episodes pick what we watch so on and so forth check out our store at too fast too forever.shop and come back next week for either F9 or Mad Max Fury Road. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And that was Juhi Kamani, and we'll tell you all about it. We see you 